Hello, everyone. Welcome on into the Games Are Fun podcast. My name is Adam Beagle, and I'm going to be your host for this episode. We've got a great E3-related show for you. We're going to be recapping uh, the events of this past weekend, talking about the uh, the conferences and the games. But before we get to all that, let me introduce my co-hosts. I have, of course, Luke the Llama, our <laughs> Master Chief, <laughs> joining here today. Luke, how you doing? Good Master Chief. I that's I think the first time I've been referred to as Master Chief. But I'll take it. That's and it's very on brand for some of the like maybe a hint to some of my favorite one of my favorite announcements out of this past week. So I'm doing good. Really excited for today's show. Yeah, I figured we'll give you a name that sort of fits what's going on as well as just because you're, you're the master of Games Are Fun podcast. So it just kind of worked out. Uh, also, we have my brother here, Stephen Beagle. Stephen, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Excited to talk about this and ready to get out of the way. I've had a lot of anxiety over trying to choose which announcements were I was going to highlight today. But I got a good list. I'm excited. I'm really pumped for this. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear everyone's list. I, I spent some time crafting my own. Well, we all spent time crafting our own. And it'll be really interesting to hear how our list kind of compare what we thought was good what we thought was maybe not so good and see if there's uh, any debates or discussions or, you know, whatever we have. So, so yeah, again, today's show, we're going to be giving all of our reactions and impressions from E3 2021, of course, the one that just transpired. We're going to share our thoughts surrounding all the major press conferences, and we're going to share with you some of our favorite announcements from the past week. Before we get the show started, we wanted to remind you that Games Are Fun is a weekly podcast. Each week, Luke, Steven, and myself, we get together, we talk about video game news, trending industry topics, we talk about the games we've been playing. So the the podcast is available on your favorite podcast services of choice, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, plus so many, so many others. So just do a search for Games Are Fun on your favorite podcast platform, and you'll find us right there. This episode of Games Are Fun podcast is being... Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, That's my fault. So this is where I'm like audience. This is where I'm throwing Adam Tully under the bus because I have a show doc and obviously I'm usually hosting the shows and I've, I have most things memorized. And so like, there's something in there about us live streaming on Twitch right now. And that's not true, but we will return uh, back to Twitch soon. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Just, he reads whatever's on the teleprompter. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So um, this this is being recorded, though, even though it's not live. We, we've got a video recording here for you. If you want to catch that, you want to see the video versions of the show, just make sure you go to our YouTube page and give us a give us your subscribe there. Click the subscribe button, notifications, all that. So we could use some more followers over there. We're trying to get that custom URL link. So any support you can throw at us over on YouTube would be greatly appreciated. And like I said, you get to see our bright shining faces every week on those YouTube pages, especially if you can't miss those live live shows mm-hmm. that we have every so often so yeah uh, if you could we really appreciate that you gotta subscribe because we need a thousand freaking subscribers for a custom url and we have like 24 and we appreciate Isn't it only 100 no it's a thousand URL... it's Did a thousand it? yeah it's a That's thousand so with uh wow. a, a certain like threshold of like um 
like other some, some sort of other analytic of some sort of like uploads or something i can't remember but yeah it's a thousand i saw that recently um unless it is a hundred but i'm 90 percent sure i just saw it and it's a thousand so yeah if you're listening please subscribe like our i think we got our last video actually did quite well for us we like we're in the single digits on our youtube channel because they're kind of an afterthought right we like focus on you audio listeners and twitch and then oh let's throw it up to youtube who, to anyone who might care and you know the last one there was like more there was like more than usual that cared so we appreciate that and we're gonna like you know it's just a matter of trying to make the time to like and and energy into that channel um but for the time being i mean it's a you can watch every episode now from here on out video wise we have b-roll it's a great place so please subscribe to that man this show is off the rails already i love it it's good <laughs> it's a good energy i like i like it yeah <laughs> all right um so, yes, again, that's Games Are Fun podcast on YouTube. Please make sure you go check it out. Go give us that that subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. As you heard, we've we've got a long road ahead of us. So uh, any support you can give us would be super, super appreciated. So uh, just a big thanks to everybody that joined in on some of the discussions and walk. Sorry, watch alongs. My God. Uh, watch alongs that we had on the games are fun discord. I'm never going to be allowed to host again. <laughs> You're doing it's going to be great to get you off the script though. The script's yeah. killing you right now. You know? No, it's not. It's it, no, it, it, it wasn't that. That was just me. Just again, off the You're rails. Doing great. So, You're doing great. You're doing great. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, the games are fun discord. Everyone that joined along there, it was, it was so much fun. I, I really enjoyed being in those, in those watch alongs. Uh, you know, sometimes we had voice, sometimes we were just uh, text chatting mm -hmm. in there. Either way was an absolute blast. And it was just, it was nice being able to experience the events of E3 with everyone in that, in that community. So especially right now when everything's all messed up and, and people can't do things in person still, it's getting a little bit better, but you know, we're still in that, in that position. So Anyway, we can get to our main topic here finally, which, of course, as we mentioned, is E3 and just recap and coverage and thoughts and opinions on everything that, that happened. So really prior to E3 last Thursday, we had Summer Games Fest kind of kick everything off. So um, let's kind of, I guess, just kind of dive into that real quick before we go into general E3. So there's Summer Games Fest and then. I guess it's sort of separately from that, we had Day of the Devs as well. So uh, anything you guys want to mention about either of those events? Uh, yeah, Elden Ring looks like freaking awesome. It's real. It's real. <laughs> it's real. Yeah. And kind of a surprise that that was announced um, like right off the bat there. I, I like there was kind of like speculation that it was going to show up at uh e3 this year uh but it was that was all rumors and kind of just you know people kind of just thinking oh well it was announced in 2019 this is this makes sense for it to be here but which isn't always the case and um you know it, it ended up being here and it's like coming out early was it january 21st 2022 so yeah, yep. yeah it looks it looks awesome uh for and good on 
good on Jeff getting that announcement. He yeah. was super excited for it. He's it still super deal. excited for it. Yeah, it was a big deal for him. He did a really great job uh, showcasing some indie developers, which was great. A lot of it, honestly, like in the grand scheme of the week, um, there's not much other than Elden Ring that I remember from <laughs> the Game Fest. But like it, it was just it was a good show to have to kind of kick off the events of the weekend and get us rolling into um into it and elden ring since that is kind of the big topic from game fest looked amazing uh the the aesthetic of the game you know it, it immediately pulls you into that souls like and then they have all these other things that kind of aren't souls like mounted combat and sort of an open world exploration feel to it just looks like a really a really solid game on what they're presenting and as long as you know george R. R. martin has produced a story for this that doesn't flop at the end like you know the the game of thrones i think we've got something here that's really gonna um kind of grip a lot of players and keep them playing this for a long time it looks it looks really great it looks so good so from what i understand and i i heard this on i think it was another podcast is that he actually didn't write the story for this game he he essentially created the world and the lore that the team that was that was actually writing the story kind of built off of Gotcha. So he wasn't writing that. He was writing all the backstory to give them a good foundation to create the story on. So it would be really Great. interesting to see how how that all works out. And uh, and, and again, it's it's not it's not R. R. Martin's fault uh, the way the show turned out because yeah, I know it's just trolling. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I think I mean I think it'll be good. It looks great. Um, I, I've sort of I don't know. I've been on the fence about the souls games here recently just I, I i used to be good at them and while it seems like i'm i don't want to say i'm just bad at games now but maybe um the souls games in particular seems to be where i've lost a lot of my skill in that i i i don't know is this going to be classic souls where it's going to be super difficult and only like the really good people can finish the game uh but i mean look at what happened with returnal right a lot of people said that was really hard. I kind of blew right through it. So I, maybe I'm getting my touch back. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. There uh, there wasn't really a whole lot that kind of stood out to me besides this. This was like the major one. I think it also pulled focus off of some of the other games too. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I it was kind of like I was waiting for it to happen. I, I joked in our Discord chat. Elden Ring is like will show up here and because that that was the rumors like literally hours going into it that's what was happening and when it actually happened it was like it kind of just like I don't know for me like I'm not a typical souls like I don't play Dark Souls I don't play Bloodborne like those aren't typically my games but this game like I don't know there's just like a certain like being part of the hype in 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 it from the announcement, um, I think has been a part of it, and like just that you, you the things you mentioned, Stephen, that how it is going to be a different game, like it's going to be really interesting. So like I I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but I am going to say that like this was one of my favorite announcements coming out of the whole week because it was like one of those games that I didn't really think would have been my cup of tea, um, because of my history with From Software. But then watching this trailer that had these shots of gameplay, like like the moment when like the dragon comes on in the trailer, like it's just there's these really epic cinematic moments that I'm like, OK, I didn't expect that to be this game. I thought it was going to be a dark, dreary kind of like hard 
Souls-like, you know what I mean? That's just mm-hmm. kind of more fantasy-esque. Um, so, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's they're typically not my game at all. Uh, Souls-like, like the closest I get to it is Jedi Fallen Order. It's the closest I get to a Souls-like game, but it it's got that air to it, and the way that they put together the trailer and and the hype that was surrounding this and the rumors and everybody's it was a meme, so everybody's just like, is it going to be here? Isn't it? You know, all that stuff got me roped into it too ultimately my brain's going to calm down on this a little bit and it's going to be like well this is just a souls game i'm not mm-hmm. going to end up playing this thing but i get what you're saying like mm-hmm. it, it has this it had this this announcement one is is absolutely one of the biggest of the weekend even though it's not going to be a game that i'm really going to be playing mm-hmm. i'm still excited that it was there and it was great to see it because it has that sort of draw to it where it's like yeah like we're we're here yeah. we're here in this in this e3 game fest season and yeah a big it was a great way to kind of send us into into the weekend it was so good it was mm-hmm. so good perfect energy perfect energy yeah really started things off on a high note and it's going to finally maybe stop the uh all the chat memes like mm-hmm. you know when's elden ring like is this elden ring mm-hmm. you know all those ones we talked about it before but yeah, chat would always go nuts no matter what conference it was. It's like, give us Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now here it is. We finally have it. So uh, thank you, Keely, for finally putting that to bed. And yeah, just, just starting things off. So from there, uh, you know, again, there was Day of the Devs. Oh, real quick, any real quick, one other thing that I just, because I know you guys probably don't care about it, but the Death Stranding uh, director's oh, right. cut announcement, mm-hmm. it was kind of like uh, put in there weird trailer that was like metal gear uh um with the box and everything like lots of speculation over that that you can go find on the internet but it's kind of an interesting announcement and i'm curious as to see if it is just like port to ps5 with some like maybe additional mission or is this going to have like like a lot more content uh that the original uh release didn't have so uh, that's I'm excited. I'm keeping my eye on that, and also Kojima teasing that he has like an announcement to share uh, in a couple. Or sorry, show more to show on Death Stranding in a couple weeks. But then there's also some rumors uh, going around right now on the internet that we can save for another t- uh, episode. But um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that. Yeah. So does that mean new state of play? Maybe. Uh, yeah, that's where I think it's going to be shown at is at PlayStation. Yeah, because like, I mean, the PlayStation logo is the first thing to show up because it's showing Mm. this is the PS5 version director's cut. It's going to have some sort of trailer showing off like what makes it different than the other. It'll just be a determination of how big is that additional content or whatever. It's probably some bullshit. That's like, you know, like some dumb Kojima troll money thing, grab you know what i mean yeah grab for ps5 to yeah. get people to buy the game again yeah. or and then also like whatever, yeah. kojima also just being like well, i can do whatever i want because it's like it doesn't i don't really care i'm just like doing my thing here man <laughs> and jeff will sell it for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much any any thoughts on day of the devs that that followed immediately after uh game fest admittedly that's one of the areas that i did not go back to uh, excuse my dog. All good. Um, yeah, so for me, I, I did watch this live. I should preface uh, at the start of this that um, I, I didn't watch every single conference, I guess, because um, there's just like 
there was a lot like with it being digital i think there is like a a, a big addition of those like smaller uh presentations um but yeah like there were some really cool announcements from there sorry i'm just scrolling through my feed to try and find the ones i had pointed out um what do you what did you think adam i i loved it i'm i'm a huge fan of indie games and there there were obviously day of the depths is centered around indie games so there was a lot to to kind of there's a lot to like about it for me. There's a lot of games that spoke to me, a lot of games that I want to play. In fact, one of one of the the greatest things to come out of all of this was uh, there was, and, and I think it actually happened a couple of days before. But there is a playable demo out for one of these games called Unbeatable, which um, I I think maybe I'll talk about a little bit more later on. But I'll just say right now, like that's oh, I'm I'm just I'm really excited to talk about that some more. But there's a <laughs> lot of games in there. Uh, 12 minutes was that in game fest or was that in day i think that was i think that was in game fest but it was uh, kind of scattered it was all over the weekend 12 minutes but i think game yeah that's true xbox it was on xbox yeah um okay yeah i'm i'm not seeing it here in day of the devs it's yeah it was hard because it's like some of these initial announcements like you said popped the on the thursday but then they had like maybe Mm -hmm. a bigger showing on the saturday or the monday at some other conference and it's like so confusing yeah yeah things got scattered and there's just so many of them that it's it's hard to keep track Mm -hmm. of where they all showed up to so yeah oh game fest had back for blood and evil dead as well didn't they oh yeah you're right yeah yes definitely evil dead yeah evil dead um and then a lot of it was just like some smaller announcements there was one uh called planet of lana that looked kind of interesting Mm. uh that i wanted to give a quick shout out um or no that was that was summer game fest not day of devs uh the other one that i wanted to talk about real quick is a musical story which also like uh unbeatable had a demo that went up um when it was announced and another rhythm game um but a completely different music style very laid back very slow methodic music very it's like a uh, 60s um kind of story of this i guess musician that's kind of like suffering from addiction and stuff and you kind of like play through songs like that so like yeah that was why this like day of the devs thing was cool it's just kind of showing like really cool artistic uh games like unbeatable like a musical story and then there was uh i think this was also the show where there was that um uh what do you call it stop motion uh game i can't remember the name of it i'm gonna try to find it but there was a stop motion game and they this like it was a trailer of this game and this person just was showing off how they made this like game of uh through stop motion animation it was just like incredible the amount of work and it was just like a showcase of like just artists doing cool shit basically is like (laughs) all these indie games were and i love that so like this and like the pacing of everything like i thought it was all really good compared to some of the other you know ones we saw is that Voca Voca Belantis? does that sound familiar is that yeah it had some weird name so i i think that would be it yeah I think another one too was um is it tribes of midgard i think showed up in day of the devs as well and that's one that i've been keeping my eye yeah. on as well it's uh kind of your you know of course vikings vikings was a big big hit uh so they got in on that and it's sort of this um you know diablo survivor type of deal so 
uh, 10, 10 player co-op or something along those lines looks like a really, really interesting play. So I've been, I've been eyeballing that a little bit from, from day of the devs. They had a really great show. Now that I'm kind of going back through everything, like they did have a really good, uh, show of different types of games and things like that. But yeah, with them tribes of Midgard. So <clears throat> this one caught my eye because it was that Diablo type. And then the other thing that they have to it is sort of like this, um, uh, these world events that occur where giants will show up and you kind of got to gather party and go take care of the giants with whatever you've been able to gather material wise and weapon loot wise through your exploration of this world. The one thing that's kind of keeping me from like, absolutely. Yes. I'm getting this is I want to see how big of a game we're talking about with it. So like, are we looking at sort of a fast pace, like maybe an hour or two, you and your friends sit down and play through and can get through the entire thing. Or is this like a long term sort of, sort of gameplay that they're going to be doing and that's what i'm going to be kind of looking at a little bit more as we get more information on that one but it looks it looks phenomenal i like the i like the art style of it the and like i said those world events are really what's kind of interesting to me is kind of getting these big giants that are going to come through and maybe wreck your base and you know kill you what happens when you die is it's a full-blown restart that sort of thing so anxious to see more of that one as it comes around definitely yeah 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 it looks pretty interesting so yeah, and that was just that was just the kickoff to things. That yeah. was that was Thursday before everything. That wasn't happened. even like E three technically. Exactly. <laughs> right. right. Yep. But it definitely like it it definitely built the hype for E three. Oh, it's yeah. like, yes, like we we had all these great games. There's gonna be so many more great games coming in uh during E three. So yeah, and Saturday was the official start of that. And we got uh over the course from Saturday through Tuesday. There were so many events that happened. Of course, the big ones were Ubisoft, Square Enix, Xbox and Bethesda, Nintendo. And then there were some smaller ones, too. We had Wholesome Games, uh, Devolver Digital, Freedom Games. And then we had some some stuff from Razer. We had uh, <laughs> Ultra. Uh, Verizon had a thing in there, which uh, I do actually want to mention that later. Uh, it's, it's certainly notable, worth noting. Um, not necessarily for game standpoint, but maybe if people are wondering like, well, why was that even there? And, and you didn't watch it. Well, there's, I think a good reason for that. I think it actually belonged. So, uh, so yeah. So what did you guys think overall about E3? Which, which conferences did you like best? Which ones did you not like so much? So quick, I was very happy to have E3 back. The whole idea that oh, yeah. E3 is dead, send it out the window. Like this, I, I, there was definitely that air of of pandemic hangover from a lot of developers. You know, just kind of like, okay, we're coming back into this. Some things got kind of pushed back a little bit, but here's some things, and we're able to show those to you. So you had that air to it. Um, but generally, overall, the 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 event itself was fantastic. I have only bad things to say about specific presentations not as the thing as a whole and it only gets me more excited about next year where hopefully it's going to be back in person we'll have stage presence again we'll have crowd presence again we'll have situations where games will be in the hands of the press and we'll be able to get a uh, better better representation to reporting on these games um it just gets me ready for that for that to come back next year and i am uh adamant and cemented now in my in my opinion that e3 is not a dead convention 
And to say so is just uneducated, in my opinion. That's that's where I'm going. But it was a fantastic, fantastic event over the weekend. I had a great time watching all of it and you know, just soaking in and celebrating video games the entire time. It was so good. It was so good. Uh, my letdowns were um, Ubisoft. Ubisoft was a was a letdown. They didn't have that same energy that we've seen from them in the past. And as we get into uh, talking a little bit more detail about them, I'll kind of kind of get into that. Um, they were probably my biggest letdown of the whole thing. Gearbox wasn't that great e- either, but I think I think just because of the standard that we've seen from Ubisoft, like they just really kind of missed the mark uh, this year. And and maybe it was because of pandemic and or the news that was going around about toxic people in the workplace, that sort of thing, just kind of recovering off of those things probably played a role. Um, the one that really killed it for me was um, Devolver Digital. Devolver Digital's showcase was the is my best in show i was really thinking this over um during the you know kind of putting this together and everything that they did presentation wise made them feel huge so like they're in there with xbox and nintendo and gearbox and and ubisoft like all these big names and then here's devolver digital all indies just feels like a mammoth the way that they get they presented themselves they had great comedy involved with it it was absolutely hysterical the skit that they put together with everything and then the the pacing that they had with presenting the games they were absolutely perfect and everything and we'll get into those games again as we get into it um and that's kind of that's those are that's my miss and that's my my home run um and my overall thoughts um what do you guys think what do you guys think well first off i just want to mention i'm really glad to hear you say that about devolver because i've been like Every year, I'm like, Devolver, 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 because their shows are just so entertaining. It's that that satire thing that they do, and they do it so well. The way they just they just poke fun at the industry, and they do it in, in such a good way every single year. They look at the, the different practices that these big companies are doing, and they're saying, like, this is stupid, like, yeah. <laughs> and we're going to make fun of you for it. And they, and they do it in such an over-the-top, just absolutely bizarre manner i am glad that they sort of retconned that what they were doing the, the previous few shows where they got in they got in real deep in the weeds with this like futures future future thing and and so much gore and violence and all that which which was like that stuff it, it was very entertaining but at the same time it's like where the hell are they even going to go with this anymore so they did they they did kind of retcon it back and they brought it back more more grounded in a way that i think helps make fun of these other big publishers mm-hmm. uh in 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 the best way that they possibly could so big fan of that yeah I'm like what was the, that you liked it what was the actual name of the conference like wasn't it something like it was poking fun at like the plus and the max and the like you know all these <laughs> things that are kind of the just subscription stuff yeah, right like yeah. all the subscription models that everyone has Devolver, yeah, i don't remember digital what the... pass plus something like it was something like absurd like that and it was like and they said it after like every like in between every cut it was Mm -hmm. it was so funny so funny so the and and the funny thing was is that like there was no subscription right yeah but every time they would they would do the thing that devolver pro pass plus and then it would be like premium purchase so it's like you you have the subscription but you're actually also paying for the game that's just like yeah the devolver max pass plus yeah (laughs) max pass and they had so much stuff that they they showcased throughout right there's that that like that very uh loud purple suit that they showed off and they're like and you can buy this and you could really buy it 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And at the very end, they have that that VCR tape, the the NFT. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't say the na- <laughs> the name of it here on the podcast, but it, the the NFT had um, you know adult wording in it. But it was it was funny. It was humorous, and they're like, "And you can buy this tape, and you could buy the tape, and it was a thousand dollars on their store." Um, and it was just, yeah, it was it was absurd. It was crazy. It was over the top. It was so good. It's everything that I loved about the previous Devolver shows, and they just they nail it every time. They're just so they're just so good at that. Yep, they had a great presentation. That's why they took it away with me. I mean, like, mm-hmm. uh, and and are we here should we just talk about the games from devolver since we're just gushing should we just go right into it I mean, I, at any moment you can like just call out anything <laughs> yeah. you want so the the you know with devolver it's a lot of small studios indie titles um and typically i'm not like a big indie guy you guys know this like i'm i'm looking at the blockbusters i want the big games coming at me my most indie of games was was no man's sky so they had a whole pile is. of things. Yep, there it is. Got the <laughs> No Man's Sky in for the episode. Just wait for the Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, so Trek of Yomi, which is that samurai. Um, oh yeah, that samurai game. Uh, I think this is going to be what I wanted Ghosts of Tsushima to be, and I'm really excited to get my hands on this game. Like this is kind of one of those I don't need to see anymore. I've seen enough, and I'm ready to get my hands on it. And then Wizard with a Gun was a really good one also. Like that one really caught my eye and I'm I'm probably looking to get that one as well. And Demon Throttle. Uh, Demon Throttle is from Doinksoft. I just wrote that down because I thought it was hysterical. But uh, this one is like Nintendo. It screams the old Nintendo system the way that it is. It's an 8-bit um, bullet hell and really goofy dialogue. Like almost like that kind of like all your base are belong to us sort of feel to everything. And, and um, it's, it's just a, it's a bullet hell shooter. That's really all it is. And, and just because of this kind of like nostalgic aesthetic that it's got going on with it from the old Nintendo days. Uh, this is one of those games that I'm really eyeballing from, uh, from that showcase. It just looks like a lot of fun. looks like it's co-op, probably do some couch co-op and things like that. So it's going to be a, uh, Definitely one that's on my radar, and it's it's just a little eight bit pixel pixel shoot 'em up. Seemed like a lot of fun. Insane, man! Indies blew things out of the water this year. Like so yeah. many, so many great indie games. Anyway, uh, yeah, Luke. I was just gonna say the the game only physical too. You can't uh, that's right buy it yeah. digitally. Um, yeah, exclusively through special reserve games. Um, but obviously, I don't. Actually, I don't know if pre-orders are up yet. I did check that, like, after that announcement, and they were, like, up, but I don't think you could, like, place an order yet. So they had just had the listings up. So uh, kind of like, a you know, there's that research with limited run. This is special reserve. There's all different kinds mm-hmm. of sites that do that, which is kind of um, cool, but kind of like a reverse thing. Usually it's, like, these games get the digital release, and they come in and do a physical for all the collectors but they're just going straight to that market right away to the collector saying hey you're the ones that like to have that physical media we're gonna treat you with like this game that can only be obtained this way which is kind of neat in my opinion and then like in a year it'll be digital anyway so it doesn't matter (laughs) right yeah yeah i mean i hope at least you know if it is physical only hopefully it's it's readily available and not like oh we're only making limited copies of the game for sure yeah Mm -hmm. 
so yeah uh so luke what did you what did you think overall and and maybe some of your um specific things you wanted to mention about these e3 shows yeah um overall like in general i was it was very interesting just to see what e3 in this digital format was going to be like um they you know it, it was interesting because it was like in a certain sense, this has kind of been E3 for most people who have, you know, don't go to the event and just observe it through live streams, just like we we did this year, right? That's how, you know, most people see these announcements. Um, they don't get the pleasure of going there and stuff. So really all it was is just removing the stage shows and replacing them with just edited digital events and i think that was really helpful for some presentations and i think that was like um i don't think that format worked with some of the the companies that showed up there i think some companies wanted to like kind of ride this like um new wave of like you know getting out uh, announcements and and um i i think that there was definitely some that just really missed the mark. There were some that I heard were bad, like the, uh, what is it? Um, Coke, Coke, media. I don't know what it is. It's K O C K. I think it's Koch or Koch. 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 Um, yeah. Like I didn't watch that one, um, live. I saw your message just saying like, what was this? I looked it up afterwards and skimmed through and I was like, Oh my God, I didn't even like, I literally clicked through the stream and every spot I clicked was just talking heads. And it's like, that's fine. And I think there's a place for that in certain settings, but like to be a lot, like here's our schedule of like things. It's just, I don't know. Like it, it was weird. There was weird marketing all around. Like even like the uh, Bandai Namco, we knew that they were having some sort of presence, but all it was was just their uh, Dark Pictures anthology game that they talked about, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, when it goes up on the YouTube uh, channels of IGN and GameSpot and Eurogamer and everything of, like, uh, Bandai Namco premiere stream at 3 p.m. or whatever, everyone, like, gets this idea of, like, oh, Bandai Namco, Bandai Namco is going to, like, come up with something. And it just automatically creates this, like uh narrative that i it wasn't bandai namco's fault that you could blame it no. on like lots of different things right e3 these uh the we, the journal uh these journal websites like ign GameSpot, like making it seem and putting them beside things mm-hmm. like the xbox game showcase and the nintendo direct one maybe they shouldn't be beside there right like they're kind of like the the director's commentary of e3 they're like the smaller things that like typically would be on the show floor but because there isn't a show floor they have to have be somewhere so it's just kind of like i think like next year that stuff will be ironed out more i think they learned from that but overall like i think it was really good as like a um you know a a digital week-long event with all these different companies that came in and contributed like that's not an easy thing to pull off um and so i think it's really great i think that like with greg miller golden boy like with the hosts and everything they had like i i tuned into some of that i didn't watch all of it but i i thought like the production was really cool and like none of it was like cringy really or like it was limited in compared to years past so yeah like i don't know like they're they're obviously we'll go back but like do they do something like this more do they add more 
Like they, I guess they already kind of already did that with previous E3 of having a production for the home crowd as well as the crowd there. Um, but I think the home crowd is now getting, we're going to like in the years from this, like we're just going to get better and better and better. So yeah, overall really liked it. Uh, Ubisoft sucked. Um, Gearbox was sucked. Like I, I, I say suck as in like, in my opinion, they weren't great. Like I didn't think they were yeah. good mm-hmm. as a whole. Um, there were some other ones in there. I think Xbox, Nintendo just like killed it. I think those two were like really good. And then, yeah, I would echo already what we already said about Devolver. So. Yeah, Ubisoft. So, and I mentioned with their energy that they've had in previous E3s, you can always count on them to bring out a dance crew for Just Dance. And you can always count on having somebody up there giving some great commentary and introducing the games to us. You always count on like just a, an air of levity whenever they came up and you didn't get this this year in their digital. And you would think that they would be on the lines of like, of, of having a production like PC gaming or like, or, or, um, uh, devolver, you know, just kind of having a, a comedic air to it. And all it was, it just felt like a huge PR video from them the entire time. And yeah, we got some announcements about things and we got, uh, Mario versus Mario plus rabbits too. And that was there. And, but it was just like, you know, setting aside the fact that we didn't see, you know, Beyond Good and Evil 2 or or Black Sails, like we didn't have those things announced. But Which like, was a safe prediction, by the way. Yeah, apparently. that was my safe prediction. Well, you, we had Elden Ring in 2019 announced and it was here. God. I, I was one of those ones where we, we have it to. Sense, I, it seems I, like it makes sense, but then it doesn't happen. For, for anyone who might have missed our last week's episode, we made a bunch of predictions. And at the end of this episode, we'll run through them real quick of like who was right, who was wrong. And uh you'll probably laugh at some of us but yeah that, that was a good um, one for sure <laughs> yeah that was and, and it was i remember getting debated too whenever they started in space oh yeah Plus yeah 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 <laughs> um but it didn't have that like we had a we had this pr plug and then avatar you know like what? it was just kind of like it's so weird <laughs> this is this is it this is what you come up with like we have all of those years past where you had a really light jovial comedic uh uh show and then we have this and i get it you're coming off of some bad pr and things and you want to show that it's an inclusive company blah 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 but you don't need to do that the way that they did it to make it seem like here's a training video for ubisoft you're coming to work at ubisoft here's your training video that's basically what we got from them and that was the big disappointment from them uh it took away from the big announcements that they had because avatar looks great i'm anxious to see a little bit more about it but their show overall stole stole it away from stole that excitement away. Uh, Mario plus Rabbids too. Again, their presentation, the way that they're doing things, it just kind of stole away from the game. We're learning more about Ubisoft and their inclusivity now that they've got rid of toxic people versus what they're there supposed to be doing, which is making video games. You know, and that's kind of my feeling on that show. I wish it would have been, wish it would have been what we knew them for, which is fun, lighthearted, good time. Yeah, when it comes to Ubisoft, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, yeah, it's kind of, it's what you said, right? Because we're, we're all expecting like this kind of, you know, back-to-back game announcements, things like that. And, uh, we didn't, we didn't get that. Like you said, it was a lot of PR stuff and, um, you know, based off of, off of prior events and it's, 
on on the flip side, I want to bring up Verizon again because again, like Verizon at E three, like what the hell are they doing there? Did either of you guys watch that? No, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to. No. So basically, what it was is it started off like, oh, we have five G, and this is why it's great for all the gamers out there, and 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 it was basically a big big old five G commercial. But then they turned the the back half of it into a very big inclusivity in gaming you know moments where it's they're they're focusing on these are the things that we're doing to employ and create gaming spaces for women and uh you know so they talked about esports and things like that and and basically setting up like these uh I don't I don't know. I you think about it like a gym but for for esports gaming. So it's like these these big fancy looking buildings with uh, all this tech PCs equipment for gaming because they're training, right? They're training their their skills for these esports tournaments and whatnot and and it's it's kind of them going into like we need more women gamers. Here's what we're doing to support women in gaming. And I thought that was really cool. And then they also had have this initiative to where they're going to be doing sort of that same thing on uh, where they're going to be creating gaming spaces in historically black colleges that's going to uh, promote more inclusivity. So it's they're they're focusing a lot on uh, making sure that that women can can participate and feel included in the gaming space. They're making sure that people of color feel included in the gaming space and, the, and and that they right. have the opportunity to be able to, to be included in that. So um, I, I thought what they did was really nice. And it, again, it wasn't game focused at all. It was just, this is what we're doing. Here's the initiatives. They're putting money into this. Whereas with Ubisoft, they're just like, okay, we got rid of some douchebags, and, and now here's, here's a story about a woman in, in Ubisoft that has expanded her career, even though she didn't have, you know, much in the way of, of schooling or training. And like, that's fine. But I don't think that was really the place for it. Because again, like there, Verizon was backing it up with action. And, and I, I guess in a way Ubisoft is too, but maybe not in the same way in, in, in the way that it just felt like, okay, we need to redeem ourselves and we're going to use the most public stage that we have to do that. Mm -hmm. So. Um, any other thoughts on Ubisoft? Good points. Um, I will say, uh, Riders Republic looks really fun, and it's it like looks dope. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I like this was a game that was like, man, this looks like so much fun, but I don't know if it's like looks fun enough that I want to go and like buy it. But then I saw this like gameplay trailer, and they kind of like we got it like a pretty lengthy view um, of like some different modes and all the different sports and stuff. And honestly, like it looks like a blast because they're. <laughs> like it, it's madness there's jetpacks like it's all the same stuff that they showed previously but more game uh game modes right like there was a section where it was uh snowboarders in in half pipes and like it's just like i love i like i i snowboard in real life i skateboard long like i love extreme sports in real life i love extreme sport video games so like this is like just taking everything and just throwing it all together and it looks like it's just total totally ridiculous and also like really like entertaining at the same time so i i race with a hot dog cart yeah like there right. there's some really like uh really absurd things that they showed in the trailer of like different um vehicles and vessels you can use to, to go down the mountain so like 
I would love for this to be like a game pass game because it would like mm-hmm. dominate. But honestly, like I'm considering, uh, I, I do want to buy it. Like, cause it just like, this is like a game I would for sure. Just like, even if it was just snowboarding, like we're, we're seeing in the gameplay here, like this is fun. This just is like some sort of like Tony Hawk, uh, like multiplayer mode, but with snowboards. So it's like, that's just a game mode. You could also like flying squirrel suit down a mountain if you want, or, you know, take this mountain bike down a mountain. Like it's, it seems like it's a really fun sandbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This game would be absolutely perfect for something like game pass. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, I think the way for me to, to actually get it and play it. I, it looks great. I, I think it would be a lot of fun, especially with friends, but I just don't know that I would, I would, pay the money for it if it was if it was like a free-to-play but they Mm -hmm. had you know your usual battle pass or something yeah exactly there are ways to earn in-game things stuff like that battle passes whatever i think that would probably be enough to convince me to play it but yeah again paying um you know game prices are now up to 70 dollars. so if this is a 70 dollar game 90 dollars canadian thank you very much (laughs) (laughs) How much? How much? Ninety dollars Canadian. Oh my god! That's dude. how much uh, Ratchet and Returnal cost me. Man, that's rough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, maybe maybe if there's like a, a sale on it, price reduction, something yeah. like that. And it is Ubisoft, later on, so but... it, it it I guarantee, like like not to say they'll be that because it was a crap game, but all Ubisoft games like generally will go on sale after about a month or two, like especially mm-hmm. leading to Christmas. Like this yeah, game will be true. like thirty bucks. You could probably pick it up around Christmas time on like some sort of discount or Black Friday deal if it's. Yep. So, yeah, that's a yeah. good call out. Yeah. 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 Typically Black Friday, they they tend to put their games mm-hmm. on sale. So yeah, maybe that's maybe that's the time to pick it up. Only two months after it launches. Yeah. So yeah, not not bad. Yeah, it's definitely in that in that realm of Among Us, Fall Guys, Knockout City. Just kind of like, oh, this looks like a lot of fun. I want to try it, but not so much. Maybe pull, pay full retail mm-hmm. price for something like it. You know, it's just. Um, but it does it does look like I a think lot I of might fun. though. I think I might. Very good announcement. <laughs> you can be our man on the inside. You can let us maybe, know if yeah. it's worth the the full <laughs> full game price. Yeah. Um, I, I will say Capcom had a really bizarre show. Yeah. I, I'm not sure what they were they were thinking with that. I mean, a lot of that probably could have been spread around to uh, maybe some other other events or something like that. I don't know why they needed to have one specifically. And and I know we mentioned, <laughs> Luke, I think you said what basically what I was thinking is when they were cutting between like the 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 lady that was doing the, the presenting and cutting to their their game trailers or whatever. They would show clips of her of when she was talking. It's like, I, what? It's weird. I, I don't understand. Yeah, it was weird energy so, that show. Yeah, <laughs> it's very weird energy. Very weird energy. Um, yeah, there was a lot of stuff in there. People, I think, again, we were kind of overhyping because Capcom has its own events. Whereas if this was in person, maybe they would have just had a booth. We would have gotten smaller mm-hmm. like uh, interviews with the devs or something like that, where we got we would have got some of this bite size information. It's still those, during E3, but on another platform. So the fact those, that they were like, I was just, gonna, 
uh, like, you know, during E3's past, they would have, you know, IGM and, and GameSpot, they would have teams on site and developers mm-hmm. would come in with their games and people would be there to demo it. Like mm-hmm. this is this is one of those shows that I think <clears throat> would have benefited from that again, where like during our time between conferences, having people come in and and demo the games. That's one thing that I'm really excited about getting back, because this is one of those this is one of those situations where like this would have been better off in one of those mm-hmm. little, uh, you know, demo mode sections of ign or GameSpot or you know twitch gaming whatever it may be this would have been a good place for them to be is it's just kind of showing off what they've got going on or talking with the developers that sort of thing but yeah it was a weird one and then square they promised us back-to-back announcements but instead of back-to-back announcements we got uh half of their show was all which was a they gave us a surprise which was nice and it looked pretty good it, it, i was very surprised yeah, yeah. guardians of yeah. the galaxy sorry it, it was definitely a surprise and it looked good um it, it looks like a decent game it's got it's got that you know guardians of the galaxy quirk and charm to it that makes it very appealing the combat looks pretty fun even though you're only playing as star lord throughout the entire game which seems a little odd yeah. but you do have the ability to um call in specific attacks from your from your teammates and things like that but yeah they spent they spent 20 minutes on on this game alone which you know again when we were kind of expecting just back-to-back announcements the whole way through was a little bit of a shock um i'm trying to think what else they show when it came to their final fantasy games it was pretty much all just a montage Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh we we kind of got debated a little bit and there was definitely some some memes going around on the internet of the final fantasy pixel remasters that they're doing uh which i think are going to be great but then they announced it's only coming to steam and mobile which seems again very odd considering that these were console games growing up and now they're locked to mobile and steam hopefully that's temporary but you know still still a little bit i I don't know there's again some memes about it which uh turned out to be pretty interesting they showed a demo or a trailer for Final Fantasy Origin, Stranger of Paradise, which did the game no justice at all because Ooh. they, the same day, they launched a demo for it, which didn't work. It took about two days for the demo to actually work. And I played it, and it's great. I love the gameplay of that game so much because it does feel sort of soulsy, but it, it's like souls mixed with like devil may cry or something like that um yeah. or or maybe it just kind of has that style to it but the gameplay of this of of this was really really fun i can't wait to play a little bit more also like graphically for whatever reason the trailer didn't do the graphics justice either because the the game does look visually better in the demo maybe because i wasn't playing on compressed you know because the trailer would have been compressed uh, for the event, and and maybe it was because of that, but yeah, it it looked better overall in the actual demo. But yeah, gameplay was fun. It was it was much more involved than I expected it to be, and I'm actually really excited now for this game to come out. Yeah, and the positivity that's coming out from the from those who have played the demo, because as it's coming out to all consoles, but only the PlayStation Five got the demo for some reason. I boggles my mind why i can't do this on xbox but um all the positivity that's coming out from the demo the music the aesthetic the gameplay everybody is raving about this and i'm so happy that the trailer has done no justice for this game because i'm this is this is going to be one of those souls games like like jedi that's going to pull me in and i'm going to be all about it um 
I'm anxious to see how they play with the story because this is based off Final Fantasy One from the Nintendo. Um, back in boy, 1987, I think that game came out. So this is kind of a reimagining of that tale, and I'm really excited to get into that lore of it and see what's going on. Plus the and everything I'm hearing about the gameplay sounds great. Um, I'm I'm hyped for this and pixel remaster the final fantasy one through six pixel remaster like that's another one like that those two things grabbed me from the show guardians awesome yeah marvel but like their final fantasy content for me from square is what makes me love this company and it sounds like they've got a really great plan as for the remaster sticking to just steam and mobile that's got to change, right? That has to be some sort of adjustment that's going to come over time as these things start releasing that we're going to maybe see them at least make it onto the Switch where, you know, Nintendo originally held these properties. Um, PlayStation, who is big into Final Fantasy with, with uh, you know, 7 Remake and 16, like all those things kind of being exclusive to those consoles, to that console for now, to like, Right? Like, is it really going to be just Steam and, and mobile? That's so, it'd, it'd be so odd. It'd be so odd. I had thought for sure that Nintendo was going to show that they were going to get these things too. And, mm-hmm. um, and it didn't happen, which was kind of, again, just kind of boggled me. Like, I feel like they're, they're chopping themselves. They're, they're losing some money if they don't do it. Um, I'm going to get them if, if it's Steam only. Well, so be it. I'm going to get them. But, I would love to have them on my on my Switch. That'd be so good. Oh yeah, that'd be Switch. perfect. I will say for anyone worried about the main character of that uh, Final Fantasy Origin demo running around in his long johns, very early on that changes. Chaos. <laughs> How many times does it say chaos in the demo? A lot. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he they you get armor and it changes his appearance and you get it very very quickly. So okay, okay, wait, sorry. Those... I got to interrupt just to go on the chaos one more time because <laughs> this comment on this YouTube trailer with like two point three, uh, upvotes has timestamps of every time chaos is said and there's okay. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times chaos is mentioned <laughs> yeah we counted it um live on on uh, oh on, yeah 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 <laughs> that's so good how many times he said chaos it's just it's so it's so many times the trailer yeah. just, i was sitting there i'm like <laughs> and they they say it more throughout the uh throughout the demo too so hmm. there's even more than that um if only a couple more but yeah i gotta check i gotta check the demo out um because yeah when i uh I, I didn't catch square live i had to uh watch it like about an hour after it aired and um yeah like you guys know me like i'm like clueless when it comes to final fantasy and all that um but like this is like watching that trailer really cool and like again just like it seems to be like fitting to like my gameplay style every like reason why i didn't like playing final fantasy seems to have been like modernized in a way that's like including gamers that maybe didn't like that kind of gameplay style so um yeah like i i want to check check out this demo so that i can give my two cents for someone who has no idea like any lore or story or anything really <laughs> yeah 15 15 and 7 remake did that too where they're kind of just like yeah they're gonna have i think 16 is probably gonna go back into sort of that that more classic final fantasy style maybe I hope but not. like they're kind of getting into the <laughs> style of rpg that goes away from that turn-based that 
didn't appeal to everybody. Like this is a, this is like a, the style that they're doing now with these things is just kind of getting a, a wider appeal for mm-hmm. stories that I love. And I cannot complain about that at all. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, I, cause I, I always all the time want to share my love for final fantasy all the time. It's my favorite game series of all time. And being able to get that story into other people's hands who don't necessarily like the turn based RPGs and definitely don't want to go back and play the first one from 1987. I think this is a really great opportunity to mm-hmm. introduce everybody to the Warriors of Light, yeah. what they do, and get into a really cool plot mechanic. I think that they have the potential to really explore in this as well. So, yeah, great, great uh, announcement. Really good one. Terrible trailer. Great announcement. <laughs> all right. Now, I do want to get to our, our list and, and all the games yeah. that we want to point out. Um, and we, we do. So, can we talk about Nintendo now for a little? Just sh- a, a sh- Sure. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's talk about Nintendo because let's be honest, guys. This is why we came here tonight, gentlemen, <laughs> is to talk about this Nintendo Direct. But in all seriousness, Adam, like you, you start us off this time. Like, what do you what did you think of the direct? I mean, it it had what I wanted. It had the thing that I wanted. Yeah. And <laughs> so, I mean, that that right there wins E3 for me. They had the thing that I've wanted for years and years and years and years that they really actually delivered on. Because the last, the which was Metroid Dread, by the way. I mean, I mean, WarioWare. No, <laughs> uh, Metroid Dread, uh, you know, a 2D Metroid game finally. And it's a new one. Right, because the last official new 2D Metroid game that we received was Metroid Fusion on the Game Boy Advance. That's how long it's been. Since then, we've gotten remakes, right? We had Zero Mission and we had uh, Samus Returns on the 3DS a couple years back. And finally, we get an, a new original story that continues in that timeline of, of Samus. Now, the thing that worries me is they they did, they had an interview with the director during the treehouse, and it sounds like this is the conclusion, I think, to mm-hmm. Samus's 2D run of Metroid games, which is kind of upsetting. I don't know if that means there's going to be other Metroid games, but with a different, we're going to be following other characters. I'm not sure what that means. Maybe we have no more. I hope it doesn't come down to no more 2D Metroid games because I would, I, I, that would make me so sad. Uh, deep down but this was like the fact that we didn't have prime for the fact that uh breath of the wild 2 isn't coming till next year sometime the fact that we got this game made all of that okay mm-hmm. i don't need all that right now what i need is this i need metroid dread and that's it everything else was gravy you know it was a great and don't get me wrong the rest of the direct was really good it was just all gravy once they gave us this. And as soon as he was like, you know, Metroid Prime 4, we need more time on that. And I'm like, he's saying this because they have something else to show. I knew right when he said that. I'm yeah. like, it's 2D Metroid time. <laughs> and sure enough, it was 2D Metroid time. And yeah, so that just. Oh, man. So good. And it I looks good. Wait. It looks it, so it good. It looks so good. Yeah. And it's coming so out like, in October. We only have a couple yeah. months to wait. The I like the idea that they're kind of deviating away from, and you mentioned this too, uh, the morph ball bomb start. We're going to get different gadgets at the start of it. There's this great mechanic with these with these robot dogs. What are they? The, the Emmy? Um, the Emmys? EMMI. Um, yeah, yeah the, and different ways of dealing with different versions of them. Um, and the gameplay that they gave us in the treehouse mm-hmm. 
was just the first section of the game. And like my my love for Metroid doesn't go as deep as what what Adams does. Um, this is something that kind of I've just kind of came into. I I decided one day because it was on the Super Nintendo uh, on the Switch. I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to take some of those speedrun strats that I learned from GDQ and watching Adam and I'm going to apply them and see if I can beat this game really quick. And I got through in like four and a half hours. It was great. It was a great time playing it. And now, like, I want to play more Metroid. And this is like having a new one. I think I'm more excited than maybe going back to Fusion or going back to Samus mm-hmm. Returns or something along those lines. Like, I'm ready to like I'm I'm excited for this game too coming out in October. You're right. Like, this is like this is soon. And I was with you like he just said Metroid Prime 4, but they're waiting on it. And that was one of the brilliant moments of Nintendo is that they name dropped it. They're still making the game. No other conference was really like, hey, we're we know you want to see this, but like, hold hold on. It's coming, you know, but we're just not ready yet. But here's something to kind of satiate the need a little bit. And and Nintendo just, they primed that moment I, so I will well. say that. Uh, they primed I, it. <laughs> I will say that. Not, not intended. Xbox <laughs> did technically do that. At the very end of their show, they like literally listed uh, Fable. They like gave all their announcements saying like, a similar kind of statement or whatever just to maybe i missed that i yeah. might have missed it no they did they did share like, that and like... there were uh like they're sorry uh xbox uh did get some sort of uh today as of re- recording got another um press event where there were even some more news information such as uh hellblade 2 like there were some yeah. things that weren't at e3 that yeah. showed up here which also kind of interesting um why how they chose that but sorry i just wanted to throw that in because it just sparked a thought and i had to had to mention no, it thank but, you because yeah. i i i maybe missed it or it, it was like underneath a, the, a phil spencer line at the end of like his farewell kind of thing so yeah um but yeah just the way that they built that moment up hey we know you're looking for this we yeah. know you are you know but here's here's metroid 2 uh, metroid 2d metroid dread and it was just a great moment that they built up at that in the middle of the in the middle of the show there the other one too is that mario golf game mario golf speed rush oh my gosh guys that game Super is rush yeah oh man <laughs> it looks so, so good next i'm month, really um... excited for the uh the mario party stuff like the the older mario party stuff yeah. from like games what is it one through three to make the, their Nintendo way 64 into... games yeah one through they're, three they're yeah. finally supporting mario party which i mean at this point i thought they were just going to be making a new one but finally after years of this game being out they are finally bringing more content even if Mm -hmm. it's old content just remastered they're finally bringing more content to mario party so good good for them (laughs) um quick i wanted to give a quick shout out to a couple games there was a quick announcement cruise and blast i don't know if you guys know cruise and blast Yeah, such a USA and cruising world game. Yeah, the cruise and blast is like a um, like their newest, I guess, newer arcade game. And I like played it like pre COVID way back when it like Mm -hmm. I remember going out and uh, just like it was like such a fun arcade racer. And like, I want like the the only thing that like gives that level of like fun for me is Mario Kart. So like, I hope that they're like me and Meg love playing like arcade racers, uh, like Hydra Thunder and stuff like that. So like, I'm hoping that, um, that one works really well in the switch. So I wanted to mention that one. Uh, we talked, we've mentioned it a couple times, but I am genuinely excited for Mario plus Rabbids. That was a game that, um, 
uh, Adam, you and I have talked about mm-hmm. it quite a bit on the show before. It's one of those like switch games that kind of get, you know, because people see rabbits, they kind of are unattracted to that and think it's some silly game, but it's actually really fun and has some really incredible gameplay. Some of the funnest gameplay uh, I've experienced on a switch. Cause it was one of the, I got that game honestly, before I got uh, odyssey, it was like that. Uh, Cause I, I bought my Switch late. It was like that and Breath of the Wild. So that was my first Mario experience on the Switch. So I hold like a lot of like uh, like nostalgia or whatever, like memories of like playing Mario on the Switch for the first time with this goofy rabid characters and, you know, bringing it into the galaxy and stuff like that. Like that's going to be really fun. And I, I, I'm interested, Adam, I think it was you maybe somewhere mentioned uh, like the gameplay and... Um, you know, will it be the same? And the way it kind of looks Mm -hmm. in the trailer is like they have a, like the same kind of combat system, like the the XCOM style of um, choosing out your tax, but instead of like that grid pattern, it looks like it's more like uh, section based. Like you, you, I I don't really know. They didn't really showcase it a lot because keep in mind, it is not coming out until next year. So Mm -hmm. uh, I just want to see like, what is the because the gameplay was so fun how have they expanded that um right I, i'm interested yeah i mean in it that. just kind of looks like a a better version of the the original one so like you have your movement space and you can free run anywhere yeah. within your movement space instead of being tied to certain grid points mm-hmm. so yeah it's it, it it just seems like they kind of just you know took it to the next level and it's going to be a better version of you know the game that we already had more characters and you know, new weapons and things like that. So I think, yeah, I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. So, yeah, Nintendo was awesome. Uh, You know, I know we touched base on it before. Xbox Bethesda was really good. Yeah, that's that's my elephant in the room is Xbox Bethesda. This this showcase, um, this was my number two. Uh, the was 30 games, 27 on game pass, probably like 15 of them. I actually want to play too. So like they have a really robust show. Um, Halo infinite battlefield, 2042 Diablo two resurrected. They announced for uh release this year, replaced the indie game from sad cat studios, which looks really interesting. And then my number one big one that I was really, really glad to see. And almost was one of my predictions, but I didn't do it because I made terrible predictions this year but Age of Empires 4, and Luke, I know you're with me on this one, but yeah. this game looks awesome. And all I need them to do then, because they've got great tunes that are going to be with it. They've got Witcher, Witcher 3's composer working on the music Ooh, for it. Baby. The game looks amazing. The only thing they need is just one little, wallalo. <laughs> it's one of those old sound effects yes, from the yeah. early games. I'm done. It's over. It will just like, it will like hit it, play it. hit like a, like a thing then back in your memory that just gets triggered and you'll like <laughs> yep yeah your your pupils will dilate <laughs> right just sucked in. yeah <laughs> that and like the the sh- whoa, you know all yeah. those crazy sounds that yeah. we used to have back in the old ones like the i'm really excited about like, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh, don't know. laughs> um but one of the one of the greater ones that was presented in Xbox uh, trailer wise, and I don't outer the Outer Worlds, the first one I never really played. Maybe I'll give it a try because the trailer of the Outer Worlds, you guys remember that that trailer? Like oh yeah, so mm-hmm. memorable. It was it so was, funny. It was just... kind of one of those like poking fun at, at video game trailers. Yeah, I yep. yeah. yeah I and they, it was good. They, 
Yeah, they ran through it so well. It was so funny. It was just like, add this in for this effect and like just uh, yeah. the, the wah, add the wah yeah. in. And, <laughs> like it was just, and that can only mean one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Have people running for no reason at all. <laughs> but it was just a really good, really good, you know, just again, poking fun at the industry. Like you said, it was mm -hmm. a but a ton of stuff game pass is amazing um yeah that's what's like Twitch. crazy about the show is just like when you see the announcements and just like knowing like behind everything is just like game pass you know like i have no worry watching this press conference of like my wallet screaming at me it's like you've you're already paying for these games you know what i mean like that's what's great about it is come launch day i just install them on my pc or you know uh, the possibility of the new circulator around of, you know, Xbox One's streaming next-gen games through xCloud and stuff like that on those devices. Like, it's just going to be, it's just going to be awesome for Xbox. Uh, huge accessibility yeah, for yeah. gaming. Like, huge. It's, it's so, it's so cool, too. And I think, I think of, of the three games that aren't on Game Pass, two of them I'm buying, and that'll be Battlefield and, and uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected. Um, what was the third one? I, I keep on forgetting. Far what Cry. Far Cry. Yeah. So like, I know that's that's in your wheelhouse there, mm -hmm. uh, Luke. But Far Cry, like, no reason. I've got two games to buy on Xbox over the course yeah. of the next year, and that just feels really, really good. Um, because you go to E3 and you're expecting your wallet to just start weeping as soon as you start mm -hmm. seeing things, and Xbox provides this opportunity that is just like, I'm gonna be able to play all these games. And really only have to worry about paying my subscription service and that's it. It's it's that Netflix feel of things or whatever, you know, so it feels good. It feels good. Well, I, I want to hear what we have on our list. I will just mm -hmm. say just a quick call out is one of the shows that that aired that probably didn't get a ton of attention is Freedom Games. Mm -hmm. uh, if you all haven't seen that, go check it out. There are a bunch of amazing indie games on there. I do want to call out one specifically. I know Nishan was super interested in. It was called Koromon, and it looks like it, it, it's basically Pokemon. If you like Pokemon, you're probably going to like Koromon. The monsters look great. The animations look phenomenal. It just looks like a really, really good alternate, you know, alternate version of Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I did want to mention that here real quick. But so yeah, and I want to hear up the PC show. PC show was good. There's a couple. Yeah. There's a handful of good games in there as well. So. Um, a little disappointed on some of them that were shown, but I was glad that they were shown. But yeah, it was uh, overall, again, just a really good presentation. What you would expect from PC yeah. gaming yeah, uh, in fun. the shows that they give at E3. So we have basically three categories. We have games that we're totally sold on that, that we're definitely going to get. We have ones that we just, maybe we need some more information or we're kind of on the fence. And then we have ones that are just kind of a, you know, we're just going to pass not not super interested in so i don't know what do you guys what do you want to start with i figure we can just kind of quick fire what we have in our list and then we can kind of discuss any any major standouts sounds good we can do that you guys so, go uh i want you guys go first because there's a couple things i need to change and just like the way i formatted a couple things here so, so i guess first off like there's there's very few games that i found that i mean i guess if anything's not on the like the the sold on or on the fence maybe not necessarily not interested but i'm probably there's probably a reason it didn't its name didn't get on the list but it could just be maybe i forgot about it or something like that uh but maybe let's let's start with that i mean for me um you guys aren't gonna like my 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 past list and uh, it's pretty short 
and it's it's Far Cry 6, it's Battlefield 2042, and it's Age of Empires 4. Not that those aren't going to be good games. They're just not ones I'm interested in. That's all. I'm literally <laughs> yeah, playing like all never been an RTS. <laughs> never been an RTS guy. I can play no, that. no. But, but Age there was of Empires a moment so a long time ago with StarCraft. I, but... I, re I respect Age of Empires. I respect StarCraft. I respect Civilization. Like, I think they're great games. They're just not for me. Yeah, that's fair. Totally fair. My not buying Lake. Oh, <laughs> get out of here. No. Like, I'm not yeah. going to video game. There's get a demo for it, and I can't wait to play it. Like, no. I Somerville is another one. Interesting concept. Definitely not going to get my hands mm -hmm. on that one. I'm with you on Far Cry 6. Not going to play Far Cry 6. And then the last one, and this one just, every time I see it, I'm just like, what? Why? Death Trash. Mm. What a name, too. That's like, yeah, death. Trash. Like, the whole game I don't shuts me even down. know what you're talking about. For some reason, I can't uh, picture death that trash one. is this kind of isometric. I want to say it's like an isometric RPG shooter post apocalyptic, it's like a pic pixely, like uh, pixel art. Yeah, like there is a demo for it on Steam, maybe like a Fallout type of oh, okay, deal. interesting, really wonky, very bizarre looking. Yeah. yeah. Nothing appealed to me in it at all. It was just a very, very weird one. But yeah, my my like one that you guys aren't gonna like is Lake. Like I just don't, I don't <laughs> want that as a video game. I really don't. Um, uh, Guardians, I probably won't pick up. To be perfectly honest, that's gonna be another one that I'm not really gonna pick up. Um, you know, there's others, but those are kind of the big ones that stood out to me during the entire conference. That was just kind of like, eh, no. Nah. Uh, okay. The other ones too, and I mentioned these are the. Um, the the supernatural with colors to uh god uh life is strange life is strange the life is strange series i won't get into those either they're just not again just don't really appeal to me the story the super deep story driven games are ones that kind of steer me off i want to have that's okay that's why i'm i'm here i know adam appreciates the odd <laughs> one every now and then too we'll, yeah. we'll cover yeah. those ones for sure thank you <laughs> um so Luke, do you have any that yeah i to be honest like the like don't for sure buy it's like the not as high in my list or priority list because it's like i just like tried to forget about those games because it was just the like it was a little overwhelming especially like i will say this e3 i took more of a backseat than years previous and it's not because i wasn't excited it's just because like my mental health and everything that's going on personal life it's like i need to balance things better and so it's like you know, there there was like, I'm sure I would have more if I saw more of the announcements, but the ones for sure that I know that I won't buy that uh, I know a lot of people would like is uh, Advance Wars 1 plus 2. I know that people really like these games. Uh, I just have absolutely no desire to play a game like this. It's just like the gameplay style of, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, I've played several games within a, a similar genre style and every time i'm just like bored so it's like everyone's freaking out because advanced wars was so good and it's like that's great i'm happy for those people but i just like could care less um and then i'm not gonna play two point campus because uh a couple reasons i tried two point hospital and i mm -hmm. i like those kind of like sim tycoon type games like though those are the games i like love to play on pc but that one for whatever reason 
Mind you, I did play on Xbox. Maybe if I do mouse and keyboard, it, it that can make a big difference in a game like yeah. that. Um, yeah. But Two Point Campus, I think, was shown at every goddamn digital. <laughs> I think you event. might be right. Yeah, it, it was like, everywhere. Yeah, it was everywhere. Like I swear, it, we saw it at every single one. Like and yeah, so it was just like at the end of the week, I was just like when it popped up, even in like Nintendo's or something. I'm just like, okay, for the love of God. I'm done with Two Point Campus. Like, you guys put a lot of money for your marketing. I'm well aware there's this uh, sequel to your Two Point series. Great on you, but I just, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so moving on to the next one. This is our, you know, we maybe need some more info or we're kind of on the fence about it. This is my longest list. Um, some of these I, I think I might be ready to put into maybe move down into possibly the not interested category some of them i might be ready to move up by this point but uh i don't know steven you want to give us the rundown of of your list here i've got my big three because like you like you know there's there's a ton of announcements so bear that in mind while listeners and watchers like there's a lot of announcements that happen over e3 so there's a lot of these that i'm on the fence with and we'll just (laughs) see how they come out and, and the not buys could very easily get switched in um uh, except for Lake, it's never going to happen. Um, Starfield is on my is on. I'm on the fence with it. I need to see more of what this game is going to be. Mm-hmm. I know the whole idea is out there that it's going to be Skyrim in space, but like in what capacity? You know, so like, are we on one planet? Are we going to multiple planets? Are we going to have procedurally generated quests? Are we going to have procedurally generated planets? Like, what's the idea yeah. that they're going with the Skyrim in space? Is it and that how big No is it Man's be? Sky esque element? Right. Is it, it going to give us that scope? Yeah, that No Man's Sky has then with the great storyline. Well, actually, Skyrim storyline wasn't really that great, but a good storyline to go along with it. It's going to be a space epic with that openness that yeah. you get from No Man's Sky. Uh, the other thing is Redfall. I want to mm. see gameplay of this mostly. I like the, I like where they're going with it and kind of the aesthetic that they were given with that trailer. And uh, there's the humor built into it and kind of that non-seriousness and then a different, different. Um, uh, characters with different abilities going up against super powered vampires like this i'm i'm interested in this but i need to see what you're planning to do with that gameplay style is it going to be like left for dead is it going to be like division like where are you going with the shooter shooter genre in this game um and then the other one was during the pc gaming show it's called icarus icarus is a um open world sandbox builder type so like think think like valheim or um or Skyrim meets Minecraft, kind of that, that you know, people say that Skyrim meets Minecraft is what Valheim is. This actually looks more into that sort of idea is that it's a Skyrim meets, uh, another one of those Skyrim meets Minecraft sort of things with very intricate building. So, like, it's not, like, you know, kind of cheesy-looking furniture that you, like, there's some really intricate building that they were putting into this uh, preview of it. And um I just I want to see more of that. Like again, how big's the world? How deep are we going into your crafting log? That sort of thing. Like, mm. what do you, you know, how big are we making this thing? Is it going to be something that I can like basically get, and I'm going to be able to go and dump, you know, two hours before bed into and continue to do that or something along those lines? Uh, but that's another one uh, that's on my on the fence with it. Biggest being there, Starfield. We need more. We need more. That trailer wasn't enough i'm excited that we got to see it and it was there but 
I need to see more of the game. You're not just going to sell me on it's finally here's Starfield and here's right. the logo and ship launching. Great. What are you doing with all? And of here's that? the thing. This is a this is a 2022 game, right? Yeah. We saw a lot of 2022 games that had trailers of gameplay that we could see what these games are. Breath of the Wild included. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, Nintendo could have probably given us a lot less and still gotten the same amount of hype. But for Starfield, there there should have been more. I don't I don't really understand why they had nothing to show for that game if it's coming out next year. But um, so that was that was your list. That was it. Those are my big ones. So I have a long list. I'm not going to I'm not going to kind of describe what every game is because I just have so many here. But there are certain ones that I might call out kind of as I run through. But uh, this is what I have. Um, Metal Slug Tactics, Psychonauts 2, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Sifu, Shin Megami Tensei 5, Sable, Planet of Lana, Outer Worlds 2, Ali Ali World, Monster Hunter Stories, Mario Golf, Super Rush, Skyward Sword HD. I think I'm actually moving down to a pass at this point. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this one, but Euden Chronicles. Euden mm, yeah, Chronicles. That game looked I, cool. That they showed that in Xbox. There's two games coming out. There's Rising and then Hundred Heroes. Hundred Heroes is the one that I'm like really excited about but it kind of was like that sort of 2d hd style that we we kind of see with like octopath and yeah that's really uh, project triangle strategy it looks really really good um so i th- this is probably going to be a sold on once i see a little bit more for it but rising is that's next year and then 100 heroes the one that i'm more interested in isn't going to be out till 23 so uh we got a we got a bit of a wait on that um also, uh, Cruise and Blast, Dark Deity, Bear and Breakfast, Atomic Heart, Advance Wars 1 and 2, Mario Rabbids 2. Uh, and this is where things start to get a little a little spicy, I guess, for not being sold on it just yet. Um, did I say Mario Rabbids 2? That one's probably maybe not so spicy. I need to say a little bit more on that. But Riders Republic, which will probably be, you know, especially if we get like that that Black Friday mm. or holiday sale, probably end up with that. The other ones, though, <laughs> Halo Infinite, um, not officially sold on that yet, but um, I'm 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 still interested. Uh, Starfield being the other one, and Elden Ring. So these are all I need to see a little bit more on. I'm not quite sold on any of them yet. I don't know if I'm I'm ready to go drop that. Well, Halo, Halo is going to be free, right? Because Game Pass. Yeah. So I'll probably end up playing it. Starfield as well. Like, I don't have to dish out any extra money for those. So I will probably at least try them. But I'm not, if I had to, if I knew I was going to have to pay the full 70 bucks or whatever for these games, definitely be more on the fence about it uh elden ring again i just i need to see a little bit more i need to to know that it's going to be that sort of souls like game that i can i can jump into what about you luke um yeah elden ring is also uh same with me but for the opposite reason if it is very souls like then i probably am going to pass uh just like i did with demon souls and like all the others because it's like i've given them chances and it's like just stop, Luke. Just stop. And at some point, they might... Like, Sekiro, when that was announced, I thought maybe. And, I, you know, I ne- never tried it out. But, so, yeah. Uh, Elden Ring, for the exact same uh, reason as you gave. And then, yeah, for, like, the Xbox games, those are, like... 
they're not necessarily it's true there's the investment you have to make considering we have subscribed to game pass is just like clicking download and actually setting aside some time to check it out so these are games that yeah i'm probably going to download because they're on game pass but like just seeing them like they're they're not like the games that i'm like oh my gosh this looks like to die for so um redfall also on my list as one of those games um from game pass i should have mentioned yeah that's i didn't have it on my list but yeah that's one of those yeah yeah and then uh, repeating you the uh how yudin chronicle 100 heroes uh looks really cool that was like an announcement that was like made me kind of turn my head um a plague tale requiem i played a bit of a plague tale and my uh my sister actually uh when she got she's lived overseas for the most of my adult life but she's back home and she got an xbox and she got game pass and she tried out a plague tale and she was just like uh raving about how fun it was and i I tried it out and it was really like visually like quite impressive um because i i just got my one x so i want to like maybe try that series out because i think that game like that trailer with like all the rats like swarming in like like i remember seeing like that first game and being like oh my gosh it's like a sea of rats like they're still like i don't know like it, it looks like a really cool game and that's going to turn into like a franchise hopefully um they have their audience there so uh psychonauts 2 is also a game that i am interested in playing never played the first one but i really like like it's a 3d platform looks fun really cool like visuals and environments that you're going to be playing around with and uh me just having general stoner energy too i'm always down for anything with the word psychonaut in it so uh yeah that that's that's pretty much the a lot of xbox ones there but um oh sorry and then the what last xbox one was stalker 2 don't know what stalker one is don't know this but like this trailer it's an fps um uh in chernobyl and it's this uh kind of um why am i blanking on the word uh post-apocalyptic kind of world and it it looks really cool like visually um i was i was watching a stream and impressed with it i went back and watched like a 4k trailer i'm just like man i cannot wait to install like you know what this was now i'm talking about like this is probably more one that (laughs) i'm gonna install day one and check out because it uh it looks really impressive um and then, yeah, Starfield still need a little more information on. Uh, and then what was the Wizard with a Gun was one that uh, mm. looked interesting. And then the last one, Metroid Dread, just because I don't know Metroid. I've never played Metroid at all, like no Metroid experience at all. So so the good news is, is that they did mention that in the beginning of the game, they are going to give, I think, a synopsis of the story thus far. Okay, so that's all I need. To... Yeah, they're going to give you the lore that you need to understand what's happening yeah. in this game because it is a continuation nice. of of story that's taken place over previous games. So, I Prime I think is its own its own yeah. arc. It's not going to yeah. I don't think it fits in the timeline, but it's going to be all of the previous 2D Metroid games. Right. It'll kind of right. give you that that lore. Yeah, I saw a graphic on Twitter that someone made of uh, the previous games, and it was like, here's everywhere you can play. And the first one was like, Game Boy Advance or Wii U Virtual Console. And then this, (laughs) it was like, uh, um, the one on 3DS, it's like, yeah, yeah. And it was the one on 3DS, it was like, on 3DS, you have to have a 3DS if you want to play. So it's like, it would be great if they could somehow get those, but 
I'm more concerned about that with like Metroid Prime as opposed to these 2D because um, like the Prime seems more up my alley anyways in terms of gameplay. But um, if they can just give me that recap of like what I'm missing, especially if this is the ending to uh, her, her story and everything like that, like that's, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm aware of what's gone on with, with everything that happened to pr- prior to this. So, yeah. Um, but if you know like as as more i learn about it i don't know it's it's just like it, it may and i say maybe when it goes on sale but it's a nintendo game so it probably won't it, it'll so never go on sale. that's kind of why it's like mm-hmm. i'm not rushing out to buy it because i i you know it's not one of my franchises but i'm like hype as hell for someone like you adam that's like that this is your franchise right like this is awesome and just hearing the story of like sorry i know i'm going a little long-winded here but like the that 15 years later like this game got right like that just like the story and like uh seeing people's reactions on the internet like this announcement coming out of e3 was the funnest to like um so i'm excited for all those reasons but for myself like that's where it fits and i have to say i'm i'm i love 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 the uh the sort of design change that they gave samus like she's not in her traditional Mm -hmm power suit or whatever like i love the color of it i love the look of it i think she looks great i i like that they're they're sort of stepping outside the box and again like you said steven like and i i had said before is that i like that it's not the standard format it's not okay i'm in this area and i get morph ball as my first item and i get bombs as my second item these these will come in later um because we saw from the the gameplay when you start off you're not and again i'm I'm sure it's not going to be real far into the game by the time that we get them but mm-hmm. it is forcing you to do things and and evade the emmys and stuff like that without the use of you know your your staple items mm-hmm. so um i think that's really cool that there, there's a lot of things that they're sort of getting away from the the usual trends but still keeping that core metroid gameplay intact so, which is so important yeah. with like uh reviving a series yeah. like that is like respecting the past like that is just like literally that's all you have to nail is like modernize it to a point where like it matches up to what players expectations are but also like making sure that you're not doing something so changed that you're gonna like piss off this fan base that you've created over the last couple dec- decades so i think i think the only way that they'll do that is if they somehow add ridley into this game too I think oh i'm sure they of, will based off <laughs> it, of it'll... all of the all of the memes that are appearing is, is <laughs> the question is how are they going to add ridley back into this because he's died what three times now oh more so. than that like he died yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gosh. in every game and he dies in every one of them yeah i mean craig was in two of them at least and then ridley is in i think literally every single one of them or well except for two um but yeah, Ridley is is in pretty much all of them, whether it's just himself or it's a, a mecha version of him. Yeah, Ridley's always there. So I'm sure they'll find a way to shoehorn him into the game. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Stephen, what are your what are you totally sold on? What are you getting 100 percent? This list is long. Thanks to Xbox, primarily because of Game Pass. But <laughs> I mentioned Halo Infinite before. That's definitely going to get bought. Battlefield 2042, Diablo 2 Resurrected. I'm probably going to be getting replaced. Edge of Empire, Age of Empires 4, uh, definitely getting those those ones. Uh, from the PC show, Humankind and War Tales, I'm definitely going to get those games. Um, Final Fantasy 1 through 6, Pixel Remaster, definitely going to get those. Um, and 
this is purely because of what you had mentioned about the game, but uh, Stranger of Paradise, I'm going to be picking up that one. I don't even need the demo at this point anymore. The gameplay sounds like it's everything sounds like it's solid and I'm ready. To, I'm ready. To, I wasn't I was on the fence with it from the trailer, but everything that's coming around from a lot of people that I respect within the industry, I'm, I'm down. I'm totally going to end up getting it. Um, and then demon throttle if i can get my hands on it because i know it's kind of limited but maybe it wait wait for digital something along those lines uh wizard with the gun and then i'll end with um kind of that one i almost want to call it my star of the show the one that uh, throughout the entire course of the of the uh presentations during e3 the one that always constantly stood out to me throughout the entire thing and i just can't wait to get my hands on is the Trek of Yomi. Um, the look of it feels, I love the black and white. Uh, it just looks amazing in that uh, pure samurai goodness. Um, like I said, it's kind of the, what I wanted Ghost of Tsushima to be, I think. And I, I'm really excited to get my hands on this and go through the story and, you know, live a Kurosawa samurai movie um, through a video game. I can't wait. That's the one that's really standing out to me. Yeah, and I mean, that just goes to show, I know you said uh, Devolver was the big winner for you, and I pretty much all of their games were <laughs> there in your, uh, your your sold-on list. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, big indie year for me this year. They Great showing from the indie companies. And I, um, you know, I've, I've said it in the past that it's great, and, I, and we should almost not even count them as, or tag them as indies. They should be just considered within the overall gaming uh, conversation um they this this e3 proved that like they were out there with the biggins and putting up great shows and dropping a whole lot of games and showing gameplay and trailers like they they look like pros triple a studios doing this gig this year and it was amazing and they caught me with a bunch of them like i just i couldn't stop wanting these small publishers to make games it was good yeah. it was so good yeah most of those i think i would probably put on my like on the fence um but yeah they all look really good so uh i think for me the ones that i'm i'm definitely sold on uh wario wear get it together uh 12 minutes moon glow bay mm, lake yes. <laughs> hell yeah um <laughs> mario party superstars garden story uh so again like tons of indies in there uh back for blood replaced breath of the wild 2 metroid dread uh forza horizon 5 looks absolutely phenomenal oh i can't wait to play that uh and then the the, the last one i want to mention so this is one that was on day of the devs and i had a steven i had a hard time kind of understanding why you would put a game that wasn't fully released as your almost game of the year <laughs> but damn it this one is like it's going to push for my almost getting now granted Metroid dreads coming out. So it's probably not going to make game of the year, but unbeatable. God damn. It's so good. <laughs> I just, I can't talk enough about that game. Uh, there is, there's a playable demo. It's called uh, unbeatable white label. It's on steam, but it's a, it's a, it's an, it's a rhythm game at its core, but there's also uh, it, it's sort of like an anime. It's telling a story between these these rhythm game sections and it seems like a really interesting story music is is a crime and you're you're a band and you're going and you're playing these underground shows so you're avoiding the law they're coming after you 
um, it, and in a very anime way from what it looks like in the in the trailer, you get a little bit of story uh, introduction within that demo. But it's not even scratching the surface of what that what the game is going to be. But they give you 12 tracks that you can play. So you get a, a pretty, pretty substantial list of, of tracks that you can play. And they are all so, so good. The soundtrack is already blowing my mind. And it's to the point where, like, I think about those songs daily. And it's like, I just want to listen to these songs. Unfortunately, they're not on Spotify. But uh, you can hear them on, on YouTube if you don't, like, if if you're not playing the game and you want to listen to them outside the game, but the gameplay is extremely fun. It's simple. You have two buttons, uh, you know, basically you have these, these monster notes, right. For like the music that, that come into screen and you, you press the corresponding button to bash them off of the screen. And there's, uh, several difficulties. There's, I think beginner, which is like super simple, uh, easy, normal, hard, and then unbeatable. And I was playing this on stream the other day and I was like, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to play through these on hard mode. And, uh, you know, and then I started dabbling in the, I, I got through them all on hard mode with pretty much pretty successfully, I would say. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start playing through these on unbeatable. And I got through one of the songs pretty quickly and I was super proud of myself. I'm like, well, this, this is going to be just fine. And then like all the other songs kicked my ass. And then, uh, it, when was it? I think it was last Friday or something. I was playing it. I was streaming it to Discord. And I know, Luke, you came in and you watched me for a little bit. And I was playing these songs on Unbeatable again. And it's just like, I'm going to play them until I beat these songs on this difficulty. And I, I have now gotten through... Uh, there's 12 songs. I've probably gotten through at least eight I'd say there's there's no more than four tracks left that I need to beat. Might only be down to three at this point. So I'm beating them. I granted I'm coming away with like C's and B's. So I'm not I'm not getting like the the A grade or the S grade or anything like that. I will say it's very hard to grade because if you're not hitting perfect or great, I think it counts against you and your accuracy at the end. Which so I think my performance I think is, is better than the, the grade that I'm actually getting, which is fine. I'm just happy that I'm, I'm beating these tracks, but yeah, the, I find the the difficulty of it extremely fun to, to where I, I actually prefer those harder, uh, the harder difficulties for the songs. But again, those songs just, they're, they're, they're living rent free in my brain <laughs> every single day. And again, this is just a demo. I don't know when the full game's coming out. They say it's going to be episodic. So I don't know when the first episode's coming out or whatever, but um, this, like, like I said, as a in the demo state, like I was almost ready to to have this go as my game of the year at the end of the year. But we got back half of the year is just going to be insane. So yep. um, it may not stay in that position just because of some of the hype, like Metroid Dread. But damn it, it's probably going to be top top, probably top five. <laughs> It, depending on how some of these games shake out, but so that's what I had. I did want to gush about that, uh, Luke. What do you, what are you sold on? So the ones that I am for sure getting, Lake, <laughs> and you know what I thought would be oh, fun, dude, Adam. I don't understand. One day you're you're both gonna have to explain to me what the appeal is of delivering. It's not deliver the actual process game. of the mail delivery that's attractive. 
What's attractive is like the atmosphere and environment of this small town and like having like, uh, it's appealing to like the chill vibes. The chill, yeah, like this very laid back, uh, gameplay that is just like a narrative experience that's kind of interactive that's all it is it's not like i play him for cutting edge uh gameplay like you're talking about with unbeatable adam where you need to like <laughs> have the reaction yeah, time to do different. things it's yeah. just like <laughs> yeah i just want to get stoned and put on something that i don't have to pay attention <laughs> to or something you know <laughs> but Got it. um no lake looks cool and there is a demo and i think it would be fun if uh, at some point, Adam, we get like our 12 hour stream, uh, when we ever plan to do one of those again, we will do one. Um, and we make that an incentive that we get Steven to play Lake Ooh. on stream, whether it's the demo that's it. on Steam. And that will be so <laughs> great because he'll just like mock the crap out of the game probably no, no, the thing. i will but i will annihilate the, that game i will annihilate it i don't know okay. who knows? it could change you could, could change you, your perspective yeah, you could. so here's the thing make sure Opening you download it now <laughs> make sure you have it installed just in case after this next fest thing is done i don't know if the demos get pulled yeah that is a good point because they so think last be, year they were timed yeah so get make sure you have it downloaded and then it'll be ready for yeah. that um so yeah lake uh warioware i've never played warioware and i've always fun wanted games. to like yeah. they all they look like so much fun like i'm oh, always yeah. looking for like mini game experiences like to play with meg or like if friends come over like um so yeah just like be having the access to a new one that's one a uh, somerville uh looks really cool like gave me vibes of inside and i loved inside uh so that I'm definitely going to download Game Pass. Age of Empires 4, I already said. Uh, Far Cry 6, I'm going to pick up. I will say, though, like, as, like... I, like, I just kind of want to, like, play it. Like, I feel like the way they've shown the game, like, in some... Like, it's gotten me excited. And then there's other things I'm like, I don't know about this. So, like, I just want to, like, get in and play it. Because I've had that opinion with, like, Far Cry 5 with Montana. And, like, I kind of was, like, turned off. But then I played it and I really enjoyed it. So, like... I just want to jump into that. Uh, Demon Throttle, I'm going to try to pick up physically. Breath of the Wild 2, which I wish we could have talked about more on the show tonight. Uh, but I'm sure we'll talk about more. Moonglobe Bay. Uh, Garden Story is also one of mine. Um, Forza Horizon 5. Love 4. Love 3. Yeah. Love 2. So I'm like, like, I'm already invested in this franchise. So like, the the setting and everything looks incredible um i was a little like curious because like they announced forza motorsport last year saying in development for the x and they didn't mention and uh playground games is making fable so i was like mm -hmm. questioning will we get a horizon this year or will it be motorsport and i thought it was going to be yeah. motorsport so the fact that motorsport is still in the works and coming later is great for those that like that and i'm hyped that i'm going to be able to play you know horizon my the arguably in my opinion the funner of the the two in oh, the, yeah, the series sure. like this open world and game now they got these just... like crazy looking party games in there too it's, like you're in there yeah, knocking over like, bowling pins and like it's like the grand theft auto stuff. 5 uh like race yeah. racing treatment right all those yeah. like mini games and, and they like that's so smart because like people like go crazy over like the racing modes in gta 5 because they're silly and fun why not put that in that? They've already done some like crazy things with Hot Wheels and Lego and some Battle Royale modes. Like, 
I like that they're creating fours into like more of like this like kind of like racing like universe that they can then like they can branch off of with different game modes under this horizon belt so yeah really excited for that one um stalker 2 i already mentioned i bumped up to one that i want to play and then uh one that's kind of probably a surprise to some people is uh the super monkey ball banana mania oh, collection that's right yeah, th- yeah yeah that's totally what I, I i don't have it on my list but yeah for yeah sure. i i want to get that yep um yeah because it includes like there was a new one i believe that just came out on switch recently um I never had Super Monkey Ball games. I got introduced to them through a friend Mm -hmm. and they they brought their GameCube over and we played them and I was like, these are so much fun. And like this has like multiple games to it. So whenever there's a package, yeah, if it's 80 bucks, sure. Because I'm getting like hours and hours and hours, like tons of courses. This is going to be something that like my friend comes over again and we just like chill out and just like pass the controller back and forth, taking run through courses. So uh, yeah, really excited for that one as well. And then uh, Mario Golf next month. Really hyped to yep. to be able to play that one for sure. It's going to be a good one. It's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. And oh, uh, duh, Halo Infinite. I don't know why I blanked <laughs> on that. It's just like the Game Pass ones are just like an There's obvious. so many. There's yeah, so many. like I'm going to check them out. Like I, like I said, I've already bought them in a sense. Because so. obviously I'm getting Golf. I'm going to get... I'm going to get Metroid Dread, but they're not on my list. Like there's still a whole pile of other games. Yeah. Out there like, is. yeah. So there's so like, that's the thing guys is like, this is a couple a- of the things that we don't like a couple of the things that we're yeah. still thinking about and a couple of things that we want to buy. Exactly. Like the, we, we wish like this show would probably be five hours long if we could break down and show you the games that really spoke to us. Um, mm-hmm. yep. Because Easy. yeah, there was just, there were so many that look yep. awesome. Like, yeah. The whole wholesome direct, basically. Yeah, or <laughs> for me, the, uh, the or freedom Devolver. games. Free- yeah, freedom games. This, yeah, this whole idea that E three is dead. Like, no, like this was this was one of the most packed shows that we've seen from an E three in a long time, and we haven't even gotten back onto show floors yet. Like, I'm I'm so ready for next year now. Like, I'm so pri- I'm so hyped up and ready to go for it because all those ones from our predictions that we'll, I think we're still getting to like. They should be there next year, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and and for those people that are thinking E3 is dead because Ubisoft wasn't a like a, a smash hit, or Square Enix wasn't a smash hit, or Gearbox wasn't a smash, or Capcom, like they they did the best they they could with what they had that they were ready to show, and you know, sure but, we hope it's that also it was not more, on that's E3. Not, it's, it's I was just gonna <laughs> yeah. say it's not mm-hmm. E3's fault. It's normal E3 yeah. that those shows didn't live up to the expectations yeah. it's it's up to the publisher to be able to to deliver they ultimately paid mm-hmm. a price to have their showcase yeah. there each is the curation it, and the pre-shows and the interviews exactly. on the side like the, the people that come judge those companies if you want don't like have yeah, your pitchforks right. just because the, the that's the big name across the entire board it's because of E3 that we get all this news consolidated into one week instead of having it strewn across the entire summer <laughs> like we had that mess last year. So, exactly. yeah, E3, I think, as of right now, is still very important. I know Jeff Keighley is trying to rival it, and I think the two can exist, at least for now. <laughs> they can. And I had mentioned this before because my big question going into this and with Game Fest is, and I tried to ask Jeff this, what are you gonna what are you gonna have different 
at Game Fest that's not going to be at E3? What's going to set you apart? And I think what he showed that's going to set him apart is that he is going to be putting a lot of games on our radar that typically wasn't there before. Uh, he had a great small publisher, small developer mm. uh, showcase. And then he's able to go to people like Kojima or get Elden Ring brought in. He's going to have those moments where he's going to pull things in that E3 typically might not be able to. And he's going to be able to do it. I think he's he's got a platform that's going to survive and be able to coexist with E3. And E3 yeah. is just going to keep on doing its thing. Um, it's going to have some evolutions that it's going to go through and changes, especially with like things that we learned from this digital, but also the fact that we do need a physical presence for an E3 for a conference like this because it's just... It just works for different things a lot better. I think that we're in for great summers from here on out with Game Fest and E3 both being there with us. And then maybe one day, maybe Sony will be like, you know what? I should probably be there again. EA will probably be like, you know what? I should probably, maybe this is like, maybe it's going to happen. Or at least they'll consolidate themselves to be back with the pack. Like just what just happened this past week. Yeah. Um, everybody's got learning to do right now. You know, yeah, and that was seen, and now, like I said, it just gets me much more pumped up for next year because I think it's going to come back to this like glorious again, just a glorious week of celebrating gaming. Through, mm -hmm. is it going to be three or four shows, or is it going to be two shows? Yeah, Game Fest and E3. So, what are we, you know, what are we looking at for next year? That's that's going to be the fun part, right? So, Luke, do we uh, where are we at on time? Do we have time to run through predictions and, and question of the week? Uh, or yeah, I think what we'll do is let's just run through predictions, question of the week, and then we'll wrap it up from there. Um, and then I think we'll save next week. I think what we'll do for you guys is next week we're gonna be back to Twitch. That's the plan. We had to take a little bit of a break, um, just because of like some scheduling stuff and like E three coverage. It's just like made sense to do uh we're gonna return to that next week and i really want to do i'm kind of telling <laughs> this to you guys for the first time too but next week i think it would be fun to like catch everyone up on like just game talk you know what i mean like uh get in and talk about ratchet and clank like we haven't even been yeah. able to talk about that yet like i feel like there's been like some big uh yeah like even some of the demos like i love to talk about a musical story more uh demo i played that sorry another sold game that i'm checking out but um so next week i, I want to do that so yeah let's just do the predictions we can tally up who got the most right we'll hear from you guys issue the next question sounds good all right so uh so starting off with luke's predictions you had that nothing was going to be shown for beyond good and evil 2 and you are correct, so you got a point there. Uh, you you had uh, Halo launches in October alongside a special edition series. We didn't get confirmation of October. Yeah. We didn't get any confirmation about a new... So like pending. Special... It's, it is pending because there is a chance, <laughs> you know, September rolls around and they're like, you know, Master Chief comes on and on yeah. the Xbox Series X could happen, you know? Oh, we so, can't give points based off of could happen. <laughs> right? Well, all I'm fair. saying at the fair. end of the year, this at the end of about the year, E3. This is the prediction for E3 specifically. So yeah, I think I'm kind of on Steven's side here. No, it's fair. Um, that's fair. Do, do we do we give a half point that you 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 know you you know I I Halo said at least I set a date. They didn't give a date, so I wouldn't give me the point. I'm gonna be harsh. <laughs> all right. Um, well, you're kind of you're kind of messing up my my points then with that logic. But 
so Starfield, you said would be, you know, 2022. And so that was, that was good. So you, you got, got it, yeah. the second point there. Uh, Project Mara shows itself. Uh, we did not see any no. of that. So no point. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, Spring 22. We didn't get that. Uh, so yeah, you're ending here with two points. And before uh, you move on, Adam, I want to add one little antidote to my predictions to just rewind two years ago when you and I had our second show together and I did my 2019 predictions and I said things like Halo Infinite gameplay trailer. Um, I said Dead Rising reimagining of the series. And if you caught the prediction episode last week, I said that exact same thing. You did. Didn't even realize it. Uh, I said something. I said trailer for Starfield. Um, I said new Splinter Cell game announced. Ubisoft announced a new collabor- uh, collaboration game with Nintendo. So, again, Ravids. Um and so that's, really that's basically it but i'm just saying like I, yeah i just basically repeat the same thing year <laughs> after year and you guys just continue to listen for some reason so i appreciate that <laughs> you're uh in addition to that your your dr pepper power-up point moment of the game uh was a 3d collection of zelda games which we did not get um and you would have pooped your pants if jack and daxter got a reboot <laughs> which or, obviously playstation wasn't even there but <laughs> or or if naughty dog showed up with a marvel wolverine, wolverine which again yeah. playstation wasn't there so no. <laughs> uh is your best in show is it still xbox bethesda would you still my best in show yeah it is i i gotta give it to them they just like nailed it in in pacing i think they spent time on some games that they needed to they showed a lot of games quantity wise just like again the one conference that i watched knowing in the back of my mind knowing i can play anything i want if i am interested in it which is really awesome as a consumer whereas like nintendo i'm just like like getting anxiety about the fall and like (laughs) mario party and WarioWare and metroid it's like oh gosh so yeah i give it to xbox so for me, I, I did say that we would get Starfield there. I did get tried to be a little spicy and said that it was going to come out this year. So I, I guess I guess I don't get any points for that, but uh, it's okay. Even though I predicted Starfield would be there. I'm no no points. You said 2021. It was in the prediction. The prediction right, is false. Right. Uh, so I I also said we would get a new IP with wide audience appeal from Xbox. Bethesda. Yeah, we, you and should I think be we got that. glad that I we gave you that one because that is broad, I, a very broad prediction that we allowed. It's you a have. very general, very broad, but I think <laughs> but you can, you have to be when that. it comes to new IPs. Though. Yes. Like you can't really is, like, yeah. you don't know what's coming. So I'm, I'm just I would say Redfall is that one. Redfall has got a was, lot yeah. of appeal out there. Yeah. I um, think if it wasn't for Redfall that, you know, I don't think there would have been anything brand new there right like maybe like somerville like i know it wasn't Mm. for everybody but that i did see a lot of people on my timeline or twitter feed like talking about it but um i think i think we can take it generally just based off of how we talked about redfall today being at the um, xbox conference like that that would apply all of us are looking at that game we are a very point. interested in it. it's appealing to every single one of us lakes not somerville's not you know that's <laughs> i think it's got it's got the appeal the wide appeal that we are looking for from that prediction i'm okay i'm yeah. okay with taking 
give me so a, yeah, so number sure. three was all final fantasy titles in works are shown and and kind of it was in a sizzle trailer but uh they were all there right what do we think steven <laughs> I'm going with a big fat no on this one because yeah. I know it was like seven remake yeah, part, two part two was involved and say that yeah. like you know I think, I, I think maybe now. if I hadn't specified well now we know for two, uh, whatever our next prediction episode if we do one for PlayStation we got it it's verbatim we got like we'll be held yeah, to, we gotta get <laughs> like if specific. you give a specific date like you get it wrong sorry man you're out yeah. <laughs> you're out. <laughs> Um, new 2D Metroid, which which did come around, and, Crazy. and damn it again with the with the release date. I gotta stop doing these. I did say Breath of the Wild two trailer gameplay, uh, which I guess there wasn't really a deep dive gameplay, although we did see actual gameplay. It wasn't just like a mm-hmm. it wasn't like a teaser or something mm-hmm. something like that. But yep. uh, my Dr Pe- Pepper power up point play the game was a new 3d mario game which did not come to fruition i would have pooped my pants if uh we got a chrono series entry or f-zero gta type dang it nintendo make that a thing (laughs) um i said best in show would, would be nintendo and i think for me best of show was nintendo um and and not just for for uh metroid which that was a big part of it but um I think there was just there were so many yeah. great games that Big showed up surprises. in there. Like basically the the entire showcase I want. So um and again it was uh the, the pacing was good, the, the titles were good, there was a there was quality and quantity there. I think they just and they knocked it out of the park and they showed us they they mentioned the big title in Prime Four. They let us know it's still being worked on and they gave us something for Breath of the Wild Two, even though it's not quite ready yet. So um for me, I think I think that still holds true in, with Nintendo. Uh, for Steven, oh. your your safe prediction of Beyond Good and Evil Two shows back up, and we get a release date. So safe. Yeah, we so should have had it. It should have happened. <laughs> Ubisoft. It they didn't happened. even acknowledge it. They didn't, they didn't even acknowledge. I told it. you guys. Even... I'm like, they're not even gonna like pretend it exists. Like, but if, yeah. what, like if if you take the same logic as Elden Ring, as Elden yeah. Ring, it was announced in 2019. <laughs> work was being done on it. It should have made. We I think the see, difference is people. like Beyond Good and Evil. Like there have, like we, were, me and Adam were telling telling last time, there have been like trickles of stories about that game that have come out since it, like we last saw yeah, it. The, that have like been. I think most that game is story like was that production's going well with it. That was the most recent stories. Yeah, I know, but like I, when you, there was those shakeups, I think it just shifts everything further and further back. And I think like from where they started with the announcement of like their expectation of like when this could be is now drastically different because of those early shakeups. I think like they're definitely on the right track. We're definitely going to see this game at some point. I don't think it's like vaporware mm-hmm. or anything like that, right, but yeah. it is. Uh, I think it's further out than maybe we initially anticipated. Like same thing with like Metroid Prime 4, right? Like you're mm-hmm. thinking, oh, a couple of years, but then all these little development issues happen. Now it's on track. Now we're probably good, but that delayed it for those first, those two, three years, we just are a waste now because of everything that yeah. happened. So yeah. yeah, anyways, but it sucks for those fans too. Cause I know that like they were so hype when that game got announced, right. so hype. And now they just must be crushed every Ubisoft oh, yeah. presentation. Like, for sure, it's our new Elden Ring now. So yeah. it's just been replaced. Yeah. It's the just new one for sure. Too? Is yeah. it? 
Is it? I don't even want the game. I don't even care. I just <laughs> right. want to see it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on, uh, you also predicted Elder Scrolls Six would get a title, trailer, gameplay, and yeah, <laughs> this was. So I feel that like was I'm spicy. Yeah, I feel like spicy. I'm. I feel like I'm normally the pie in the sky guy, but like, dang, yours were super pie in the sky. Yeah, here. I was like, <laughs> Stephen dropping <laughs> those out last was, week. That was like... a, that was a big spicy one. But again, <laughs> you know, 20, 2018, 2019 announcement. Um, I thought for sure that maybe we'd get the at least the title in a trailer, but we didn't even get that. Yeah. That was nuts. Mm-hmm. But again, uh, they've got other things to worry about. You did have Halo Infinite comes this fall. I'll give you that one. I know yeah. they said holiday, but if you think about it. Fall runs until December 21st. Yeah. I think it's out before December 21st. So, oh yeah, I think, I think that so. one is. Uh, I think that one's a go. Well, I wonder why they didn't give it give a release date though. Like for something that is supposed <laughs> like is months away supposedly. Like I like yeah. Why would they not have that announced? And is that you know what I I think <laughs> it may not have an E3 could be, that, E3. Could be that special edition right of like yeah. why like why would they not announce that? Maybe it's because there is uh special editions uh series yeah. s x something be. they're gonna launch something along it yep uh let's see you had uh final fantasy 16 trailer and release date we did not see that and metroid prime collection we also did not see that where the hell is this prime collection where is it i think it the l- speculation that uh who was it someone i heard probably well, I, you know my thinking on it was that they're going to wait until Metroid Prime is yeah. within a year of release date. That's yeah. still that's still my speculation on it is that they're if once we get that even if we don't get Prime 4 news, I I I'm saying yeah. it like if we get a Prime collection, Prime 4 is going to come out that following yeah. year. Yeah. They're they're holding I feel like they're like just like I feel like maybe my hope is that game is like just done and baked for, to perfection and like they're just waiting for whenever uh four can like have some sort of press release and some more information given out there and then they pair it with that and they're just like nintendo slam and duncan like they always do right like they, they'll pull that out there like they know and it, but then again it's also the other side of your head tells you it's like but it's nintendo they won't do that that's what you yeah. think they're gonna do so they're not gonna yep. do it and it's just right yeah now the really interesting thing that happened during their direct and uh, is for Zelda, they specifically said that they're not doing anything special for the anniversary besides the little handheld game. Yeah, they did not say the same thing about Metroid. It's true in the presentation. So I still think that there's something in the works for the anniversary of Metroid. I'm hoping it's the Prime Collection, and maybe we see like. Once we get out of this, okay, Metroid Dread is here because they want everybody to get into the new one, right? Metroid Dread is here. We kind of get through another direct where they're going to have that in our face. And then maybe like the direct following the next one, that might be where we see the Prime Collection show up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like it's... a Breath of the Wild. Like, yeah, that would be, yeah. that would be good as like, yeah, having like, I know that it's a different franchise, but like a Prime Trilogy. And then you have your Breath of the Wild for 2022, and maybe that meets Prime 2023 or something like that, right? right? Like, that would be ideal for Nintendo. Where we see, mm-hmm. we end up seeing Prime 4 as their major yeah. Nintendo E3 Direct uh, next year. 
and then like we kind of have breath of the wild and metroid prime collection maybe that's the only thing i could see is that you're just you're sitting with metroid dread right now we're not going to automatically bring out metroid yeah. prime collection i feel right. like that that shaves off what you're hoping people are going to do with metroid yeah. dread you want that yeah. to be the thing um so yeah that's that's kind of what my thinking is is that maybe not next direct but the direct following maybe that shows up then possibly hopefully i yep. need it i want a prime collection <laughs> i do so you're uh moving on your your dr pepper power-up point was snap and or sword and shield getting new dlc um which did not happen no here. pokemon no. no pokemon stuff no pokemon yeah. at all crazy yeah. not even not even uh, in the treehouse yeah uh you would have you came close to having to change your pants because yeah. you would have pooped your pants if some golden age snes rpgs arrived on switch which you almost got a bunch of them it's, a, it's uh, in the, the final fantasy pixel remaster <laughs> yeah it, it's a conspiracy they knew that i made this prediction <laughs> and so for the final fantasy one through six pixel remasters the reason everybody that you're not getting them on consoles is because i made this prediction uh last week <laughs> way to go so you're welcome i wrecked everything <laughs> and uh i guess your your best in show is no longer xbox bethesda devolver no, it was it away yeah it was a great show but devolver uh just so much was absolutely amazing very yeah. memorable and tons of games coming out of that where i'm gonna be okay spending money with them with xbox mm. it's a ton of games that i'm like super okay that i'm not spending but i will purchase spend my hard-earned dollars on those those titles that were shown during devolver yeah all right, uh, Luke. Do do you want to do question of the week and and sure. uh, wrap it up? Send us send us off. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so our uh, master of questions, Nishan, says, "Good evening, everyone. Now that E three has wrapped up, let's reissue the question of the week. What was your favorite part of E three twenty twenty one, and who do you think won? Let the Gaff Boys know below, and James Halliday, aka BLP Entertainment." simply just posts a Metroid GIF and says, I don't think anyone is surprised if I say Metroid Dread was the best news for me. I would easily say Nintendo did it for me, but I feel that's based on only two trailers. Honestly, I didn't feel that blown away by any single presentation. Elden Ring, Metroid Prime, Psychonauts 2 were some of my favorites. Uh, Nishan says, Metroid Dread and Breath of the Wild 2 footage were top tier. Xbox dunking on everyone with Game Pass. Adam will understand the Freedom Games showcase with Chef's Kiss, which you definitely mentioned. Uh, yep. And even though it overstayed its welcome, I want to get my hands on Guardians of the Galaxy. As for a winner, obviously, uh, us after 2020 Raw... Oh, Oh, I see what he's saying. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. As for a winner, obviously us. After 2020 robbed us of solid news and game development, it looks like the back half of 21 and 2022 will be an amazing time to be a gamer, which is totally true. And then Mad Hatter 1138 says, Metroid fans won this year's E3, which is, yeah, just repeating everything we've already mentioned on the show today. So uh, thank you guys for responding to that and then the question i wanted to ask everyone this week was um do you think a switch pro will release in 2021 or when do you think a switch pro will release so leading up to this thing guys we were talking about the switch pro and the rumors that were going on there and will it show up before like that was a big discussion point in our prediction episode it that was. just was not obviously something we even talked about tonight 
Um, so yeah, we'll save it for the last bit of discussion on next week's episode and we can give our thoughts. Uh, so yeah, make sure you answer on the discord where Nishan posts it. You can join by going to invite.gg slash games are fun, answer it. And, uh, we will read your answers on next week's episode. Perfect. Um, and yeah, so you want, you also want me to wrap it up here too, Steven or Adam? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I can close it out if you want. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's going to conclude this episode of games are fun. Everyone. It's, it was a lot of fun uh, talking about E3 with you guys on the discord, you know, getting to do that predictions episode uh, with you guys. Steven Adam was a lot of fun. Just like, that's like the best part uh, in my opinion. It's like, cause when E3 is done or even when it's the games, the announcements are really hype and you're so caught up in that, that like, uh sometimes like the best moments were the the lead up to the events and talking and giving these predictions and then you get to have the fun on the other side of like afterwards and just like talking about all the things you love so it was like these last two episodes were a lot of fun it was a lot of fun um recording them and like i said talking about them on the discord doing the watch along so please if you haven't join that invite.gg slash games are fun and uh yeah so that's all I got. Uh, Steven, where can people find you? Uh, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at LordlyKingSDOT. Awesome. Adam? Easy peasy. And I am on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram at AdamPalooza85. Awesome. And I am on Twitter and Instagram at LukeAllenArm and Twitch.tv slash LukeLama. I think I'm going to stream next week. I think I'm going to make my return after having ooh, maybe a month off, I think. I think I'm going to come back. So I think we're going to keep it casual. We'll find something cozy to play or something like that. Um, next week, twitch.tv slash games are fun podcast. Probably our typical Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Mountain. Uh, we're going to do uh, another episode. Not in stone. We That could change. But we are going to hope next week's episode to be live stream. And yeah, we're just going to do a catch-up episode talk about things that maybe we missed on this episode i think uh, the two of you might maybe want to talk a little like i, I want to talk about breath of the wild too a little bit more yeah because there's like I, yeah i would love to dive into it a lot yeah. of like just we could even do a trailer rewatch and just kind of like pull parts of that trailer because like i know there's a lot of speculation that most of you have already seen on the internet but like i want to give my two cents uh because that's like a very anticipated game here at games are fun so um, and then, you know, uh, I don't know about you, Adam, I'm throwing this in the moment too at you live here on the show, but, uh, you know, like me and him are playing Ratchet and Clank. So, uh, that is something that we might do a review on. We're going to talk a little bit about that. If we want to make some extra content out of it, I will say right now, I know Adam, you've had, like, we haven't talked about it a whole lot, but I'm saying right now that Ratchet and Clank is like game of the year contender for me. I'm loving it so much more than i expected way more than i expected way more than 2016 like i'm shocked on how much i'm liking it so uh yeah we'll we'll talk about that next week uh i mean i can say definitively it's not gonna be my game of the year yeah but i i am enjoying it but yeah i i do have some things that that i already know isn't gonna be game of the year maybe you know top five top ten sure but yeah i I definitely have other things in mind that i've already played that would rank higher it's my it's my contender right now i haven't played like 
Village was like my most anticipated game of the year for the if, the, if you asked me at the beginning, and this is like blows it out of the water. Uh, it takes two blows Village out of the water. Actually, I really <laughs> like that game too. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Games Are Fun Pod, Instagram at Games Are Fun Pod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Help us out over there, and you can email us at contact at Games Are Fun Podcast. All right, I think this is episode 125 of the Games Are Fun Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in and we'll talk to you next week.